During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Was there supposed Welcome. to be sound? I heard it. I, I heard it. It was. I yeah, I'm probably head. muted. I'm Peter, probably muted because uh, streaming. No, it's not. I don't know. Never mind. Welcome to Kind of Funny's Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing all of the theatrically released Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. That includes Ninja Turtles 1, 2, and 3, the 2007 TMNT CG movie, and the two Michael Bay movies. We do the show twice a week with different movie franchises. Right now, we're doing Ninja Turtles and Pixar in review with this exact same cast, which is very exciting and includes me. Tim Geddes, the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Good afternoon, everybody. The, the verified one now. The verified, the new verified one, Andy Cortez. You got to love it. Love oh, wow. That. Congratulations. Long time coming in. Just you cost me 30000 bucks. Put a down payment wow. down. Wow. Blessing wow. got totally his for free. It was weird. Maybe you guys mm. mixed some wires there. Weird. Mm. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Hey, guys. I'm tired. Megan Fox's best friend, Joey Noel. Oh, you know, just besties hanging out. Her, Machine Gun Kelly. And Joey. <laughs> Are you Machine oh. Damn it. Fly. Firefly. That's, that's her call. That's my Firefly. Top Gun yeah. call name. So. All right. Uh, oh, I hit the oh, wrong oh. button and the Nolan intro started. My bad. That was yep, my bad. Yep. yep. Oh, and it things might, are just going great there here. There might be consequences. That, no, everything seems fine. Everything's totally fine. Great. Uh, what's behind look, all of those? Doesn't look fine to me. <laughs> and of yeah, course, we have yeah, the producer yeah. slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm already having a great time, everyone. This movie is something. <laughs> it is something. It is something. Just like this episode of Kind of Funny in Review. Like I said, it happens twice a week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Uh, you can also get it on RoosterTeeth.com if you want the podcast version. Search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny in Review, and we'll be right there for you. If you want to get the show ad-free, if you want to watch live as it's being recorded, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny, just like our Patreon producers, Michael G. and Tom Bach did. Thank you both so very, very much. Thank Let's you. Let's get right into it. Today, we are talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. Very short, which I appreciate. Uh, released on May 30th, 1990, just four short days after Kevin Coelho was brought into this world. Wow. Uh, the last theatrical film that Jim Henson was associated with, he died about a month and a half after the film's release. Obviously, uh, Jim Henson and his team were the ones that created the amazing costumes featured in this movie. Uh, it was directed by Steve Barron, uh, Irish-British film director, film producer, writer, and most importantly, music video director. He yeah. directed the film's Ninja Turtles, 
1990. Coneheads in 1993. Oh, oh I love it. There we go. Uh, the Adventures of Pinocchio in 1996 with Jonathan Gary. Taylor Thomas, which I'm going to give that one the Kevin Coelho oh, Stinker Award. Unfortunately. You know I don't even remember about? that. You don't remember Ooh, that one? It wasn't good. Oh, uh, no. no. Yeah. It killed I'll, JTT's I'll uh, career. Oh. It was pretty bad. And th- that's the movie that introduced I me to the word jackass. So oh. I'll take that. Oh, uh, careful. But, careful with saying that in school, Tim. You're getting in trouble for that one. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I said that he's most importantly a music video director is because he directed two very iconic music videos. Mm-hmm. Aha's Ooh. Take On Me. Wow. Really? That's cool. Mm-hmm. And That's the Fong song? Michael Jackson's Billie Jean. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Those are two, yeah. those are two yeah. really good. You were being uh, serious about that. When you said two very important ones, I was resume. expecting you to say, like, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be. song and, like, Christina's Dirty or Len. something like that. Or Len. I was going <laughs> to say Len. Len. God. What do you guys say? What, what no. if we just strap you guys to a scooter? We just drive the scooter around town for a while. What do you think about that? <laughs> scooter. Good Lord. Uh, this movie had a budget of $13.5 million, roughly mm-hmm. one third of what Batman had cost in 1989. Uh, this one had a box office of $202 million. Ninja That's Turtles good. became the highest grossing independent film up to that time, surpassed in 1999 by The Blair Witch Project, and it was the ninth highest grossing film worldwide of 1990. Uh, the independent film, made me question. I was like, huh, that's a weird statement. So I looked into it a little more. Uh, Many major studios like Walt Disney, Columbia, MGM, Orion, and Paramount, whose parent company Viacom would eventually acquire Ninja Turtles, uh, and Warner Brothers turned down the film for distribution. They were worried that despite the popularity of the cartoon and the toy line, that the film could potentially be a box office disappointment like Masters of the Universe was a couple years prior. Uh, The film found distribution roughly halfway through through the initial production uh, via the then small an independent company, New Line Cinema, yeah. which has been known for distributing low-budget B-movies and art house fare. So that's pretty interesting. That's cool. I didn't, I didn't realize, know that. Yeah, I didn't realize how not only how big of a success this movie was, but also how small of a budget it had. Like $13.5 million is nothing. Well, yeah, you think about it now, right? Like, this. Like, well, like when we get to the other Ninja Turtles movies where it's such an established thing over the next three decades that they get Michael Bay and hundreds of millions of dollars and Megan Fox to get on it. You don't, you don't remember that this was like a chance. They took a chance on this movie back in the day. They didn't, they yeah. totally underestimated the beast of what Ninja Turtles were just like, I, I don't remember watching this movie as a kid. I was way too young when it came out. I was two years old, but I know why I watched it several years later when I was like five or six, when turtle mania was just taking over the world. And my brother got me into it and God damn, like what a, what a, what a time and place being a Ninja Turtles fan was, you know, it's like Beatlemania on the same level, I'd say. Exactly. You put put the turtles playing on top of the roofs, you know, for the final Out out of our shells tour, man. Never forget that. I never saw that. I got a buddy of mine that went to that. He's, I think he went twice actually. Yeah, he got to meet Leonardo. He showed me a picture of him (laughs) hanging out with Leonardo. Oh my (laughs) god! Leonardo has the fucking guitar. So so weird. That's so cool. (laughs) I feel like I've. I mean, based at at this point in time, you know, we earlier we saw a photo of our friend Anthony Carboni on the set of Legends of the Hidden Temple. I feel like we have another friend somewhere that was either brought up on stage or taken on tour with the Turtles. Like somebody had to have had some. Big involvement, and honestly, I'd put my money back on Anthony Carboni (laughs) and go right back on him. It always goes back to Carboni. Gotta (laughs) love that. It's funny you say that though, Andy, because the obviously the time frame of this 1990, like I was Kevin was literally four days old. I was 
about a year old at that point. But uh, us growing up with Ninja Turtles being such a huge part of our life, I'll never forget the weekend that Kevin's mom came home with not one, not two, but all three VHSs of these movies that we didn't even know existed. And it was just a one weekend marathon of us just being like, oh my, they're real. (laughs) They're fucking real. These cartoons, what the hell? And it's crazy because, you know, for so long, we've talked about Batman 89 and Nick and stuff. It's like, this is my Batman 89, this Mm -hmm. 1990s Ninja Turtle movie. And it's like watching it the whole time through. I'm just like, oh my God, this is just pure nostalgia. Just an hour and 33 minutes in and out. Getting hit with waves of it, you know, just a little line here and there. Like, wow, I remember seeing that on that dirty ass VHS several times, <laughs> like the VHS with all the film grain. And I'm sure my brother and I like had fucking like pizza crust inside of the little tape and we had to like unwind it, unspool it. God damn. I feel so old watching this movie. Nick. I'm sorry. Pizza crust in t- inside of with a little tape. Yeah, what I, is don't that? Just, I don't want to. I don't want to know what that means. I don't know what that I means. Like I'm, I'm, you know, it's like you know, sometimes the tape gets it's dirty when you like hands. when you. Yeah, you have. You're a little kid. Oh, you're messy, okay. I, I thought you, you would know? take. I thought you were literally no, taking a piece of no. pizza crust that was dried out and un- unspooling the tape because it's something that happened to it. No, I, get I did it. the Nick thing. My first brain went to pizza because this movie has a lot of food and pizza. And then I think it like, you know, we just like to fuck around with cassette tapes. I wanted to see what the tape did. And and your dad would walk in and be like, what the fuck? That's Rush live in in Toronto. Like, no, fucking. I had to buy that there. Spool it. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like uh, this this movie had a lot of product placement that like really, (laughs) really, really, really fucking worked. (laughs) When did Pizza Hut take over, though? Was it part two? Well, no, it's Domino's, right? Andy, no. That's what's interesting about this, guys. The product placement was not Domino's. It was, Clearly, it was, it was, it was Domino's King. in this movie. And it was Pizza Hut. It was Pizza Hut that had the pizza sponsorship for the fucking movie. But for some reason, in the movie, it's it's Domino's. But well, yeah, so Live weird. Entertainment nope. Inc. The announced that the Whopper. film would go to VHS via its Family Home Entertainment label on October 4th. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Keeps a bunch of shit. Pizza engaged in a $20 million marketing campaign tied to the film, despite the fact that Domino's was what was actually in the movie. The actual box used, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's Got cool. It. So okay. that's weird yeah. as shit. Because, <laughs> of course, I remember the second movie. They had the commercials. Maybe it was this one. Maybe it was part one where the previews they had the pizza hut commercials before and i thought uh maybe that's for part two maybe pizza hut took over after part one or whatever but that that's so weird that pizza hut would do that especially when domino's is just so front and center the whole time exactly so what it was it seems like it was they had a partnership for print radio television rebate coupons all of that stuff so it was everything Mm -hmm. surrounding it but they didn't actually didn't have a domino's partnership like product placement weird yeah that's crazy. It's really fucking weird. Oh, because I did the one product I did see. Obviously, I think I saw Pepsi's a lot, right? Was that a thing in this? Yeah. But I yeah. did. There's one Seven. shot where kid, homeboys just eat a fucking Whopper and it's just yeah. open. It says Whopper. So, and the box like, is yeah, perfect. The box looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I feel like this plus uh, Burger King's like campaign of the 90s kids made the Whopper so cool in my mind. Then I had one. Put them on the map. Disgusting. Oh, I love them. No I love them. As you guys you. know, my favorite hamburger, the Whopper. Dry as a fucking Sahara. Oh, the <laughs> I love it. Terrible. Oh, if, any, yeah. if anything, Pizza Hut won out with this because that delivery guy was late, right? Like, yeah. that's not a good look for minutes. Domino's. Yeah, they, they should have associated with that. Just the also, Domino's guy show up and, like, he eats a couple slices. They should have made him look worse in the re-edit. Also, they should have re-edited this movie. Also, remember, like, later they show a pizza and it's moldy. 
moldy. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. so it's a smear campaign lost. for Domino's. Why did they say up. penicillin though? I didn't get that. Because penicillin mold. That's mold. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Just Old like, people it's... jokes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, educated science, people, smart people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, no one watching this fucking movie. Like, can you imagine I, me and you understanding that a joke, joke for when we were adults. four years old? It was a joke for the adults. It, uh, Great. <laughs> it's like a in Pixar 80s, movie. It's got it all. In the 80s and early 90s, they taught kids about exclusively about penicillin. That's all they taught. Now, Wait, ask me like, if I could like, ever... Because I'm 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 a, kind of allergic to penicillin. It makes me itch, me and I can never spell it. I can never. They're like, "What are you allergic to?" I was like, "One end." Can, can you write down penicillin for me? I don't know how to spell it, but it might kill me. Uh, but like on a serious note, this movie gets so wildly serious for almost no reason. Like, like why did you? This was a kids' movie. Why you get so real? You know? Why is it shot like a fucking hardcore detective film from the eighties? This I mean, movie's so era, right. No, well, I mean more yes to it. That was oh, really? the plan. Is the director was like trying to make this like real dark and gritty, more similar to the original comics. Yeah, uh, and but there was the popularity of the cartoon, obviously that had influence in in a lot of the characters and and things that they do. But um, supposedly the director got kind of taken off the project towards the end and uh, didn't really have any oversight over the edit itself. Um, and there was a ton of things taken out because it was just simply too violent. They're like, this is a fucking kids movie. Like, Gosh. what are you doing? Like the scene where um, the where Shredder or like the Shredder accomplice or whatever beats the fuck out of the other guy to like kind of um, yeah. set a message. Like mm -hmm. they kill him. <laughs> they in post, they had to add some lines and be like, oh, man, he's messed up, but he's going to be OK. Yeah. But in like, the French, they, they like check his pulse or whatever. He's yeah. Dead. In the French yeah. edit, he's dead. Mm -hmm. oh, and like shit. that's the that's the actual edit they had to Damn. add the lines of dialogue to make that's it well i mean they all also did you know smush shredder to pieces in yeah. a fucking yeah. garbage yeah. like yeah. so sad he, i mean he died on the fall right he fell yeah, on a metal sure. yeah like he, he that sure. was so then but, like, doesn't that make sure. it even worse because it's so unnecessary yeah so you just unnecessary. gotta make sure though joe if he's dead you might you might as well make sure the job is finished casey jones acts like a like a little slapstick like like I can't whistle, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, just over here, no bind me. Like you're crushing yeah, a human yeah. corpse. <laughs> this this movie is so no funny remorse. to me because it is so at no odds with joke. itself. And I I mean, don't get me wrong, I love this movie. It's obviously exactly what Tim's talking about. Just pure nostalgia. When I was a kid, I was Great. so ex I was so into the cartoon. I was so excited they were making a TMNT movie. And I remember watching this being like, huh. Just like kind of baffled by the choices made because I absolutely loved everything that had to do with the turtles and with Splinter. But the way it was shot, I was like, I don't understand like what I'm supposed to take away from this. I don't know if it's supposed to be serious, but they're saying zany things. And I like when they as a kid, I'm like, I like when they say zany things. But then we get to April and Casey and I'm like, they just feel oddly miscast in this and that they're no, they don't really have chemistry with each other or the turtles. And then Shredder is just the sort of like that. There's that whole thing where you're like, I don't there's it's just it's such a jarbled mess of stuff that when you go back and look at it with a critical eye, you're like, wow, this this just kind of this just is. There's so many things in this movie that are at odds. I, I have two, two. Uh, well, two, one comment, one question. Nick, 10 years old, you weren't smoking cigarettes yet. But like when they um, cut over to like Teen two Island. Months away. You know, the, like the little teen oh, bro. underground world. I, was, I started. Were I smoked like, my first cigarette when I was thirteen, and when they were like free cigarettes, I was like, "I'm fucking in. Sign me up, Kevin. Sign. Put me on the. Yeah, put, is there a wait list? I'll so. be on the wait list. I, Especially since they were like generic ass Pall Malls or whatever they were. 
Yeah, someone once told me that uh, what is it? Burning Man was exactly oh like this, and it was the hardest sell I've ever like had to fight off for going to Burning yeah. Man. Yeah, where it's like that's all I've ever wanted. Like growing oh up, th gosh. that like the, the little kid world was that like man. Well, I, not I'd only be that, one of these little ninjas. Kevin, you're lucky you're not single, outfits. dude, because. 50% of the women on, on Tinder are just like all about Burning Man, dude. It's like, oh, Ugh, no, I don't want Stinky. Burning. Let me, how, oh, how, what if I told you this, Kevin? What if I told you you could go to Kid Island with me? It's all the free cigarettes you want. And the kid, the guy that sells it to you is a very young Sam Rockwell. Oh, my God. Joey, how cool was it to see Sam Rockwell, huh? <laughs> Fucking 15 years old, Sam Rockwell. Was it? He's so young. I didn't yeah, even realize so that was young. Yeah, I looked oh it up. God. I looked it up. He's in this, and I looked. There was another because I was watching it on Amazon. Steve there was another Ulrich Steve Ulrich Ulrich Scott in it. Wolf, but yeah. not the redhead Joe. Not the redhead. No, no. Now not. I have no, to look up a screenshot. No, Danny was Danny is a different actor. It's, that's not. Yeah, but was, if you it, look up Danny on IMDb, it shows you the director's picture, and I was like, no way, weird. this dude has aged that quickly. No. But uh, yeah, Joe, he's the guy that's like, but with family, and he's like, does heck? your family do this? And he's like, I don't know. I have family. I was not even ass. remotely looking for anybody that I knew in those scenes, so I was just not. Yeah, the only reason yeah. I knew it is because I, I happened to pause it at that time, and the x-ray for Amazon oh. came up, and it said Sam Rockwell. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is I was watching it this time, and I was like, is that fucking Sam Rockwell? And yeah, they cut to him like you, three times, and I was like, I'm yeah. pulling up IMDb because that motherfucker look at looks it, like yeah. a 15-year-old Sam Rockwell. Sam Rock, and it was. Uh, and then the was. second I thing is. I remember looking at him and being like, he kind of looks like Giovanni Ribisi, and I was like, that's kind of a weird yeah. random. But that makes more sense now. Anyway, sorry, continue. I was going to say the second thing I want to bring up that like, I want to say always confused me, but now as an adult really, really confuses me. Mm -hmm. What's going on with uh, Danny, uh, the, April's boss, and April. Like, why are they all hanging out so much? I think he. I think it's he like got storms into her apartment. He got he got blackmailed. Yeah, I think later. His, I think what happens. Yeah. So what happens, Kevin, but, is his son gets caught for the crime or whatever, right? And then I think the boss is like, "Yo, you better fucking tell April to get off this job, or else I'm gonna have no, no, you yeah, in the slammer." You're, you're, you're talking like about way later. I'm talking about fucking the first time we meet him. He storms into April's apartment, and Danny is there, right? Oh, it's like they well, live he in brought, a he dorm brought Danny because no, he brought Danny because <laughs> Danny got Danny um, in trouble with the cops. Yeah, not yet. So that's Danny, later, the first no, he, time he, he has a. I think I think he has a throwaway line where he's like, "Yeah, he got he got in trouble with pickpocketing or something, got arrested." Uh, all right, so, all right, all right. and the reason he came over to April's house was because she got a she got attacked the night yes, prior, the, and the she night prior. he was just like, "I got to go check on her." So he came before he went to work. Okay, all right. So there's nothing weird going on there, Kevin. I don't Nothing think so. I don't think there was supposed all. to be anything applied, no. I will not allow you, Kevin, to talk shit about one of the greatest character arcs of Charles. all time, which is Dad. Danny in this movie. <laughs> no, 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 Danny Tim. Danny in this movie. You Let mean, me tell you what happens, guys. Uh, do you, you mean, mean Dan? Dan? Goes Dan? the entire movie as Danny. He's a bad kid. He's like, you know what? I'm not Dad anymore. Dad. You can call me Dad. Credits <laughs> roll. And it's like, he grew everyone. I can't believe they did that. Why would you have a line like that? The dad's, the dad's reaction to it is so... <laughs> Dan. <laughs> All right. But it was kind of it was kind of our reaction also. I'm into it, man. I love it. it. It was the audience watching, and it's like, well, it's not like he's been asking to be Dan like at all, right? Or like, like his dad kept calling him Dan, and he's like, it's Danny, it's Danny, and then Danny's like, you know what, Dad, you're right. Call me Dan. Dan. Yeah. Nope. It's just weird. His dad's just like, okay, I I'll just, call you whatever the fuck you want. Just stop stealing shit from people. If you would have given people. 
if you would have given me a multiple choice and had that been the thing, I would have picked the other option. Because, yeah. like, what does he say in this moment? Like, I would not have picked him. Be, pictured him going, you know what, Dad? Call me Dan. Call me Dan. That's <laughs> such a weird fucking thing. And I think the hilarity of it, what adds to the hilarity is the name Dan. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. As, as a word, as a sound, it's such yeah. a it's such a bizarre choice. It's really weird. Don't call me Bobby. Call me Robert. <laughs> so, call me Rob. Andy, <laughs> really, uh, Andy, what are your thoughts on this movie? Oh, man. It's it's kind of heartbreaking because I, in my mind's eye, as a yeah. child, uh, you know, mem- having the child memory, I thought this movie was way fucking cooler than it really is. Um, and I add a lot of, uh, and a lot of that is really um, due to the, the darkness of it, the the grittiness of those later scenes, those are the ones that really stick out in my mind. What I don't remember and what I didn't remember was the sort of carnival classical music playing when they're fighting. Oh, yeah. And it's all whimsical. Like really bizarre music choices throughout this whole movie. When they hit with the serious 90s synth, that's when it's oh. dope, and I love that yeah. shit. But f- for a lot of the other scenes, it's almost as if the director purposely made it shitty because he couldn't get his vision because he wanted it to be this really dark, gritty version of the Ninja Turtles, like the what you're mentioning with the comics. So he's like, oh, oh, you want this to be for kids? Okay, let me just grab, you know, free licensed uh, song right here, and it's this bizarre piece of music that just doesn't fit and all the turtles are doing their slapsticky shit, which we're kind of used to, but it, those scenes just don't work at all. I, for whatever reason, remember Raphael's leaving and that the infighting that they had and get, being on the roof. I remember that being like so emotionally impactful yeah. as a kid. I think you're thinking about a different movie. No future spoilers, but... No, what you just like, described is a different movie. Well, I, well, I, I mean, I remember Leo the part rap stuff on a roof. I remember the part where he's sitting in, like he's like watching over him, and I remember that being like, like really emotional, and like Raph getting thrown, like him getting thrown through the window. You're just like, what a weird <laughs> moment. No, no, no. Like I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's this movie. Different things then. Yeah, I, I just think like the the moment where they have that fight or whatever, and he goes up on the roof and then gets. You know, all the foot, uh, uh, foot clan or whatever comes after him. I remember that moment being way scarier and hopeless, uh, than it really was. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, I had this, this movie was all like rose colored glasses for me or lenses or whatever the hell you call it. I just thought this movie was way darker and shit. And then eventually, when they go off to that cottage and April's drawing like the, the little, uh, the little sketches of him, like, all of that shit I kind of enjoy. I like seeing him in that state. I like having these sort of reflective moments with them and seeing them just farting around um, on the run. But yeah, man, this movie misses so much. And again, it's hard to say that because it's for kids, right? Like, we enjoyed this shit as kids. We enjoyed the mm-hmm. silly bullshit and the... Ninja, what do they say? Ninjitsu? Ninjitsu. Ninjitsu. Uh, it's just like, ugh, like all that shit, just like you want it to be better. And in your mind, it was so much better than it really is. But uh, it's so, so it's, it's so still, true. It was Andy. still kind of disappointing. 
Because even those moments when you watch them with the way they're lit and in the context of the movie can come off as kind of twisted. We're like, what is the tone that we're going for here? Because it's it's just so funky, man. It's two movies. Nick. I would like, I would love to see the original director's cut of this movie because I think it actually probably would be much better. I know it wouldn't be humorous, but I would love to see exactly what you're talking about. Because for me, those moments do work when there's a hype moment where they actually start fighting as like kicking the shit out of people, and you get that synth or like the TMNT sort of like theme. Yeah. I wish the whole movie was like that. Or go the opposite way where it is really just kind of zany and plucky and well lit and kind of silly, which I think we're probably going to get in the next two. But I, I honestly don't remember Secret of the Ooze or Turtles in Time at all. I, like, I, I think just, just the, the scenes in that abandoned house feel like a different movie it, with April yeah. O'Neil narrating over them. And <laughs> where's the, the narration tone, come from? The Nobody narrates the rest of the movie. It's, and so, bizarre. Just like, it's, it's so been bizarre. three it hours been since we left he, the city. He, he got well, and the director. dynamic between April O'Neil and uh, Casey Jones is so weird too. It's yeah, very weird. Like I don't know. I just this movie was a lot better to me in memory than rewatching it today, and that kind of made me a little sad. <laughs> so Joey, you've never seen this movie. No, you've never I have seen not. any of the Ninja Turtles movies. You are familiar with the cartoon, so you are Correct. a newcomer to this. What yeah. was your take? It's so interesting to hear you guys talk about it because because I don't have that like lens of. Uh, nostalgia to go with it and I don't know if it's just the fact that everybody's always talked about how bad the movies are so I had like rock bottom expectations I had a lot of fun it's weird and it doesn't make any sense really on like a few different levels but I had a fun time and like I giggled I I specifically wrote down that like when they're doing that tequila scene at the beginning I was like you know what fuck I am in yeah. <laughs> like this is weird yeah. and goofy but I am in Yes, now, Nick. Joey, can I ask you? So that was the part uh -huh. you were in. Did you stay in during the uh, Shredder uh, uh, splinter rat fight where, he, where, where the rat just jumps at his face and scratches his eye? Did that part not take you out of the movie or was that like double down? I mean, it's just all over the place. <laughs> it's all over the place. I don't the the Casey Jones and April O'Neil thing makes zero sense. And they have no chemistry in the part where they're like in the kitchen and she's like, she's like rubbing whatever lotion. And he's just like, no, and slams her on the chair. I was like, Oh, this is some I, yeah. weird enemies to lovers arc that I am not really. They didn't, they didn't quite nail that arc. Yeah. No, but I do love the actor that plays Casey Jones. So Elias like, Cote, oh, okay. is that his name? Yeah. yeah he's in it. one yeah. of those like, uh, procedurals that I love, but Not, I don't think the first time we've seen him in an interview because I'm really? pretty sure there's been another episode of interview where, like, and that guy played Casey Jones in the right. movie. <laughs> what was that <laughs> movie? I don't remember what it was, but that's definitely I'll look it up, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Very cool. interesting. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. Definitely thought that the uh whole vanilla ice thing was this one, so oh, I was no. waiting all movie no. for it. No, 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 no. Uh, no. And in then the at credits. the end, I was like, well, I guess this is not it's... that movie. Uh, but yeah, it's weird, but I can totally, like, being able to just think back to, like, mid-90s, like, I would have been all about this. <clears throat> and the amount of nostalgia I got when that New Line Cinema intro opens, oh. was like, holy shit, I have not heard this in so long. Uh, I didn't realize that they were, like, not attached to great movies, and that oh, yeah. maybe makes sense as to why mm -hmm. I like so many New Line Cinema movies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, like, it's fun. I'm excited to watch the rest of them if they're all, like, kind of weird and potentially better than this, at least for these ones. Oh, the next one gets real weird. Yeah, well, okay. no one said no one said better. No one said better. <laughs> yeah, 
Kev, uh, you you already talked a little bit about stuff, but like, do you, what are your thoughts on the movie overall? I mean, honestly, like these movies are fantastic. Or this movie, I enjoyed the <laughs> hell out of it. it yeah, does it have like honestly. the moment where it cuts to VO? It's just like, oh man, they're trying so hard, but like still, the the when she's sketching Leonardo, there's something about that scene that like I, I love it, Kevin. I'm like, it's beautiful. <laughs> Like, because yeah. he's there's so much emotion going on, you know. Also, seeing the brother, you... like how how sad he is, seeing Raph like trying to yeah, come back brother. and trying to heal. Like, I I love that scene, Kevin. Um, but also seeing there, there but there's goofiness like tied in where like it cuts to uh, Raphael sitting in the bathtub, very uncomfortable, and it's just like that's the best <laughs> they could do, huh? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like the I like this movie. There's a lot of things that are like, this is wild. Like, why is the cop was the cop in it with Shredder? Like, I don't understand why he didn't take April's tip and then got mad at her. But whatever. Like, it's just there's a lot Bro. of things that like you ignore because there's so many cool things. Or it's like an army of foot like soldiers that are like young like teenage kids impressionable teens yeah it's so but cool also and like, like well-trained ninja yeah well they're medium <laughs> that's, that's trained ninja remember the scene where Raphael's fighting them and is like oh yeah. you guys and took like the, the accelerated course mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i love that <laughs> also, I, I mean like, i love i love the way the movie starts i love i love all that stuff with the where like it's just a quick the, the fun with the cameras where like the guy delivers the thing and then it pans back to his truck and it's all empty just shit like that. It's super fun. It's super funny seeing the money exchange hands between a bunch of delinquent teens. And then the last one is, is a this ninja? Like ninja, ninja bracer. Like, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the street. It's just in the corner of the street. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had a blast watching this movie. I really, really, really enjoyed myself. Uh, it is actually way better than I expected it to be. Uh, which, again, not saying it's good. I just had a really good time. I think that it was in and out in, in a fast enough clip that I'm like, Nothing was offensively bad in this hour and a half, but Nick said it really best uh, for me, which is this movie just kind of is like it doesn't really do much with even what it has. And that's, I think, its biggest uh, letdown for me is the characterization sucks. And like we are bringing in a lot of what we think of Leo and Donnie and Mikey and Raph and all this stuff to add on top of it. But when you watch this movie as an origin story of these characters, you don't really get much of that. Like, yeah. Raph says damn a lot. We get mm-hmm. that. Mikey and Donnie are kind of just bros. You get that, mm-hmm. which is yeah. cool, but they are indistinguishable characters. Yeah. Like, you don't really get any actual uniqueness to them. And I think that's weird when all Ninja Turtles really are is just a couple surface level unique personalities. Andy. Joey, do you yes. know what their four personalities are? No. I feel like Tim and I had this conversation at some point during quarantine we'll okay. where he was trying to get me and G to name all of the Ninja Turtles. And I couldn't I couldn't put them with their colors for the like, life. E- even based on this movie, you don't think you could kind of say Leonardo yeah. is blah, blah, blah. Well, Raph like, which is blah, one, blah, blah. Which one do you think is the leader? I want it. I don't think I could because they. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally they, they, agree with Tim. Tim, like, you're, making, like, s- you're making a yeah. perfect point. That, very, like, they very don't, valid point. They don't drill into that at all like the cartoons do. Or even the the more recent movies or the animated movie, the one that came out Anything. in like 08 yeah. oh, or whatever, 07, yeah. 
and yeah, that's totally that's... and it, but what's really <clears throat> funny to me is like the the big crux of this movie too it's like if you are trying to like boil down the theme of all this stuff it's like again we bring in knowing it's about family and brotherhood and all this stuff but really the movie doesn't back that up at all besides the farmhouse scene and it's like okay leo's looking over raf they care about each other the i i love the scene of them at the campfire i, I legitimately think that is like yeah perfectly done very very good stuff but then you get to this the end fight situation and it's like oh how are they going to beat shredder are they going to work as a team no team. splinters here no nope, splinter splinters comes. splinters just here yeah. what the fuck like there should have been some shit where splitter gets knocked down they then need to work together not run at them one at a time to hit shredder they didn't do that like that's it blows my mind like that's all this the ninja turtles are they had time to call a tv timeout and talk to each other while shredder's (laughs) in the back like with his ring with his corner man and you know he's getting his new mouthpiece in and they're like yeah good good punch right there Shredder." like that was that was really bizarre but i totally agree yeah there needs to be the moment of in the forest when they are away realizing this is where we get closer this is where we fight together and learn to fight as a unit and then when they're getting their asses beat, say, hey, remember all that shit we learned in the forest when we saw that blue fire? Nothing cool, nothing cool than blue fire, by the way. Like as a oh, kid, yeah. I thought so true. blue fire is the coolest imagery of all time. But yeah, that that scene, it, there's so many missed opportunities in a lot of those fight scenes for sure. But Joey, by the way, Leonardo's the leader, blue. Mm-hmm. Raphael, the dickhead, kind of like always angry, Vigilante. red. Vigilante, the red. Thank you. Mikey, Michelangelo Orange, is the goofball. He's always joking around. Here Dunchucks. for a good time. Donatello, I don't know he's if he was nerd. always he was like this, but he's guy. always been like the smarter, kind mm-hmm. of more... He makes machines. Um, the intellectual. Yeah, he's always like working on gadgetry and shit like that. Uh, but that's always been their vibe. And then, no, never mind, spoilers. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> it's great stuff but what i do love is in terms of characters my favorite thing about this movie hard stop is new york city as a character and i think that that is something that i've always resonated with since i was a little kid like this movie was my introduction to new york and i'll never forget going to new york for the first time and being like ninja turtles fucking nailed it like everything steam about comes it, out of the steam sewer. actually fucking <laughs> comes out of the sewer. Dirty, like, yeah. i was shocked to see that you know in the magazine stands and just kind of like the vibe the taxis everywhere and like what nick was talking about or andy was talking about i think the the synth score like when that stuff's playing it's like that ghostbusters uh, score that you know you and greg are always doing uh but it's like there's just something that just really really works and like the seedy underbelly of these kids living in this thing and the the cops are corrupt and they're working with the news channel and all this stuff I'm like this is fucking awesome. But then it's like, there's just a lot of things on top of it that are, are just kind of bizarre choices. And I think that the uh, ways that this movie works great is the characters look awesome. I really think that a lot of the stylistic choices that they made with the costumes and the way that they shot it, a fact that I, I got here is to help disguise how cumbersome and slow the Turtles costumes were, dialogue scenes were shot at 23 frames per second. So they were played at the normal speed of 24 frames. They appeared a bit sharper. Oh, that's cool. For the same reason, fight scenes were shot at 22 frames uh, to kind of give them a unique speed look. And up, like, meow. Those little things, I think they, they clearly made design choices to uh, make it make something that doesn't work work and i think it does having said that it's a bizarre choice from the get-go for a movie about ninja turtles Mm -hmm. with weapons assigned to them yep to them not really have cool action scenes and not use their weapons pretty much whatsoever right Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is because of the violence and because of stuff like in in some of the cuts that aren't american they literally cut any use of the weapons period (laughs) 
Oh wow. Yeah. I, re- re- yeah. Refresh my memory. When they were I think when in the cartoons they used they fought a lot of robots, right? Or like a lot of I don't think the Foot Clan I think the Foot Clan were people, but I remember there being like robots no, that they could cut through. And do, I, th- I think they are robots. Were they the robots? Clan yeah. In the cartoon. Yeah, yeah right. that makes sense. And that's how right. they used to get around it, right? And if ever there had to be killing or violence or actual stuff like the that, it had to be against break. a robot back in the day and they I, just break. I, I thought the Foot Clan were people. The robots is mostly, I thought that was from Turtles in Time. And the Mausers. No, I was thinking no, Mausers. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm thinking. With Mausers are definitely a thing, but I'm pretty sure that the Foot Clan were robots that oh, really? was brought, like Krang made them. And then they had, turned into X. rock monsters <laughs> afterwards. When Krang yeah. brings yeah. his it's, army, it's, it gets very Power Rangers. And but it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny. You know, you know, the thing that threw me off the most when I was a kid, though, is that for some reason, and I remember thinking, man, I just can't get past this. And I don't, I don't think I ever did, guys. They nailed the voices for three out of the four turtles. But for some reason, they made Raphael sound like John Travolta for fucking. He's like, hey, Mr. <laughs> what are you doing? It's, it's. So unbelievable. And everyone else sounds like teenagers. So and he grit. sounds like he has been smoking cigarettes for 30 fucking years, driving a cab, and is just over it. It's so you don't funny. think he Rap has been wake. smoking cigarettes What's for like gotta do last to get five some years? food around the year? It's just it, so He's bizarre. the only one with a New York accent. He's the only one that <laughs> it's it. And it was totally because I remember the I, I can't place the voice, but in the cartoon, Raph sounded like the rest of them, right? He just kind of had a different. I don't think it was I don't think it was like super deep in the cartoon, but I will give a shout out to the fact that. They did one Rob beautiful Paulson. thing in this, yeah, and they Paulson. cast. I oh, was Rob Paulson, right? Um, they cast uh, Corey Feldman as Donatello, and that's great. Yeah. It's funny because I I agree and disagree with you. Rob's the only voice I like in this. Having said that, he does sound like a fucking adult, but it's like he's the only one that sounds what I think. Raph should sound like with the New York accent and like more gruffer and, and saying damn a lot. But yeah, damn. I feel like their voices all kind of. <laughs> blended together what, what, Tim, earlier when you mentioned you like when you mentioned you like new york city as a character i was gonna say oh like just that's Raphael. like he's he is new york Straight personified or but yeah. then like but how does he grow up in the exact same environment as yeah. the other three and he's the only one that has a deep new york accent he walks like, out more he goes on taxis and he doesn't get seen in public a whole lot it's wild oh my god go. Well, and I doesn't like Michelangelo kind of have like a California like surfery? Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's definitely a cowabunga dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I do think that like I, th- there's the scene where there's uh what a taxi driver driving no, and like yeah the, what the heck he was runs, that? He's like turtle in a trench coat. Like are you, are you still going to Laguardia? What's up? Laguardia, you, you go to Laguardia, right? Like they just don't care. It's yeah, New York. It's so much like hey, it's happens. New York. You see crazy shit here. Yeah. I do think that was a, I think that was an inspired moment because I when he walks out of the movie theater you're like how the fuck does no one notice there's a giant turtle in a trench coat and then you just realize ah oh, it's New York they don't give what, a shit what They're a cool cultural and topical reference to the movie Gremlins by the way critters oh critters that's right critters, yeah, yeah critters yeah cool topical cultural moment right there to be like oh he saw the critters movie so by the way I bet dollars to donuts critters was a new line. To oh, this movie, sure. right? Had to oh, have been, right? Yeah. And they were well, just so trying to promote the hell out of it. Nick, about that line, the the taxi driver or whatever, that was an alt line that they ended up using. The original line was saying something about, oh, he has a cool car, but he his outfit is a little eh. And like it was they were talking shit about Batman. And then the producer's like, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> like, don't yeah. leave that alone. <laughs> don't don't do that. Why are um, we picking fights? Smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's let's not. Uh, but a couple of fun facts about the the cast here. Uh, Joey, did you recognize April O'Neill? The actress Judith Hoag. No. 
I did, did not. Did you recognize her as the mom from Halloween Town? Because that's exactly who she is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's funny that that's crazy. your touchstone because I recognize her as the sister from Nashville. Oh, I've nope. never, I only watched like season one of that. Well, Greg would have lost his shit at that, everyone. Greg I'm going to text him right Greg now. Greg would have gone crazy. I'm going to slack him right now. Yeah. And a, she was in a movie with Robin Williams called Cadillac, and uh, he was a super big fan of Ninja Turtles, so he like uh, provided her with all of his comics to like study up on April, which is pretty fun. That's great. Uh, Gosh. Brian Tochi was the voice of Leonardo. He's Toshiro Takashi from Revenge of the Nerds, Nick. I love it. I know. Oh, I, wow. I looked him up, and I was like, what else has this guy been in? And when I saw that, I'm like, wow. His, by the way, his voice is so good for like cartoon VO. And I yeah. swear, I, I, I only saw the top level when I Googled him of like the first like four movies that came up. But I'm willing to bet he has a long lineage of like VO for like cartoons and stuff. Because he just he just oh, sounds yeah, he like that. Okay. He's got that youthful voice for sure. Perfect. Like, it's so yeah. perfect. Very uh, then we got Robbie Wrist, who was Mikey. Uh, he's Cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever Cousin Oliver. But like the OG of the movie. The OG. Oh, Jesus. Wasn't, he, wasn't he a drug kid? Balto. Oh, wow. He was in Balto? Hell yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> was Balto. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, then, yeah, Corey Feldman was was Donnie. Uh, of course, Corey Feldman. Gremlins, Goonies, Stand By Me. Uh, he said he was offered only $1,500 to do voice work for the movie. He accepted, believing the producers who told him that this was only a small, low-budget, independent film and hoped that it would have moderate success on VHS. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he got screwed on that one. Yeah, real bad. Dude, that's, then, but that's the funny thing is like you think if they did this movie today, they would obviously like if, if Corey Feldman was in it, they would have gotten Corey Haim. They would have gotten all like they would have gotten Anthony Michael Hall. They would have tried to get just a huge voice cast for these guys. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did like that's actually a good Michael point, though, because I guess they did do more today and they didn't. Yeah. They didn't cast, yeah. they kind of cast no names, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but a fun fact that this semi future spoilers here the, uh, the Josh Payas as Raphael is the only actor who both physically and voices the turtle. So he was the only yeah. one that was actually in the suit. The other guys weren't. But the stuntman, the, any fight scene with Donatello was Ernie Reyes Jr. in the Yeah, suit, bro. Mortal Kombat. Who, who comes back as one of the main characters, as the main character of the second movie. The second movie, yeah. Oh. oh he was mind. also I, in, I was, thinking, you know, I was thinking of the Mortal Kombat uh, mocap guy. Never mind, never mind. No, he that's, was that's Three Ninjas, else. was Ernie Reyes Jr.? What was the, he was, he got, he was a lead in another one of those movies, like Surf Ninjas or Three Surf Ninjas. Surf Ninjas. Surf there was ninjas, nobody right? cooler than, uh, a few yep. spoilers for Joey, never mind. Dude, yeah, so he was oh, is so he was, cool. I forgot about that. It just came I back to my mind. I'm not a huge. I don't really care about future spoilers. With I know that Rob it's a shitty show. Joe, show. It's really important to the lore. I don't want to ruin this for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna forget anyway, about it. I thought in, like, that was next pretty fun. Hours. That's really cool. I love I, that. I, I did not Wait, know that at all. Um, how did I forget that, that Rob Schneider's was in Surf Ninjas? God. Oh my never, god! Never did forget. Never forget. Rob Schneider's. All of the Rob Schneiders is... Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, And then the last thing before we get into this plot here uh, is that there's a shit ton of deleted scenes that actually flesh a lot of things out and make things make a little more sense. You can find them on the the Blu-rays and stuff. Um, They give the Four Turtles a lot more character development and expand a lot on April and Casey's romance (laughs) that puts the scenes in a different context. But uh, most of these are in the the farmhouse and some interesting things here. There's an extended training sequence where Leo proves a point by turning his mask 
around and fighting blind, followed by the other turtles taking turns doing the same. Uh, various scenes of the turtles training on their own or in different pairs to master the technique Leo taught them shows up earlier. This would come back later in the movie uh, for them to defeat Shredder, but they didn't do that. Uh, and then some of the April and Casey scenes involve him trying to help her with a like stuck truck door. They, there's a lot more flirting and stuff. And when you see her drawing the picture of the turtles. She also draws Casey and there's some moments between them uh, <laughs> kind of growing that a little bit more. Um, and then a game of Ninja hot potato where the turtles toss around an apple and the, the holder has to defend it against the other three while taking a bite out of it. It makes the later <laughs> scene where Raph finishes off an apple after defeating a squad of foot ninjas, a callback <laughs> as opposed to just being really <laughs> random. <laughs> Damn, like, let's see the director's <laughs> cut. Let's bring this right? back. Damn. And dude. then the last fact I have here that I think is actually really cool is uh, for the flashback of the turtles growing up, the director was going for a retro look and decided to shoot it on Super 8 film. That's why uh, it looked so fucking shitty. Uh, because these, like home the, movies of baby turtles. Exactly, because they used real turtles as well as a mini puppet young splitter. Uh, so they were really time consuming scenes, and everyone on the team was mad for these decisions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. Not worth it at all. And having said that, Andy, hit it. This is the plot for Ninja Turtles. Not many things rhyme with Ninja Turtles. I didn't have a lot of time for rehearsal. Red is for Raphael. Donnie's purple. Ladies and gentlemen, that was amazing, Andy. <laughs> that was so good. The 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tim, we got to start with the one word. That just sums it all up. Cowabunga. Oh, no, I made a funny. <laughs> I made a funny. Oh I made a funny. No, Kevin, it's gotta be line. it's gotta be cowabunga <laughs> because to me, this is a perfect example of how they just totally missed the mark of translating this from the cartoon to a movies. They just randomly throw in cowabunga at the end, and you're like, sure. <laughs> I like cowabunga. Are you kidding me? I fucking loved it. I love them having all the radicals and shit throughout it, and at the end they'd be like, oh, it doesn't feel right, and then coming up with it and it being splinter, that's a win in my book. Leonard has a sense of humor, but, you know, he's also very serious, and I appreciate that in a minute. Terrifying. Uh, we start. Can we agree he's terrifying looking? Oh, Could yeah. We, first off, what the, how fucking hardcore was New York back in the day? Where you have a group of children who see a giant rat chained to a fence and are like, eh, this is New York. <laughs> There's a giant talking rat. It's terrifying. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that rat. Yeah, we've seen crazier shit. Yeah, I saw a shark steal a woman's wallet the other day. <laughs> Can you imagine how terrible he probably smelled when Casey oh, Jones was like oh. pulling him away? I was just like, oh god, damn, dude, you you're a rat who's been down here tied up for I don't know how many days. It's just ugh. We dude. start on the tough streets of New York. April O'Neil reports on a series of silent crimes that are going around the city. Just a crime wave happening, but nobody knows what's happening. We see a kid named Danny boost someone's wallet and hand it through. A ninja. Then a dude gets all the contents from his truck stolen, and I love that shot we talked it, about that already, where it pans over and it pans yep. back, and the truck's gone, or the uh, stuff's gone. What's up, Kev? You you like uh, condense that scene a lot. Where what we actually yeah we see, don't really need the specifics of all well, of the no, people no, getting pickpocketed. Like, Nick, it's ridiculous. Someone gets pickpocketed, and then and this fucking wallet changes hands fifteen goddamn times. <laughs> That's how they got to do it, man? It's That's absurd. How they do it. It's one of those things where you go like. You follow this through, right? If the turtles weren't a thing, do you think that Shredder at some point would be like, like someone does the accounting and at the end of the year, he's like, wait, we made what? 10 grand? That's it? All we made was 10 grand? And his and, and Tatsu is like, 
dude, we're fucking picking people. We're not selling coke. We're picking people's pockets. Like this is <laughs> hard work. I mean, they're also cleaning out uh, like truck full of like I don't know stereos. Speakers. They stole an old woman's television set. That's probably worth that one dollar. Nick, you know that was a for fun stealing thing, right? That was just to piss people yeah. off. Yeah, That's they were practice. like, oh, you know, be cool having a TV in that one, like, I don't know, underneath the bathroom. skate ramp. Yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> that TV would look real good. And they're like, yeah, let's just steal it. She'll never run after us. Uh, April, uh, back at their HQ, they eat Whoppers and repackage the stolen goods. April leaves the news station and spots. Oh, excuse me. I, we missed something. Oh, no, we didn't miss anything. Uh, April <laughs> leaves the news station make a ton of sense. and spots a rat. And she's like, oh, my God, a rat. And that's foreshadowing, Tim. That's how they uh-huh. do it. She freaks out New York. and heads to her truck where she discovers it's being robbed by some tough guys. And they immediately attack her. But, um, but oh, my God. Uh, and then a sigh hits the, uh, I think that's what they're called, right? Sighs. He had, uh, hits the, the one and only light bulb in all of this con- entire block of New York, completely turning out the lights. And then they get all attacked. And then when they so come to badass, like so fucking this cool. <laughs> sequence is the coolest shit ever, especially as a kid. Even now, like I'm getting goosebumps just hearing the kind of the, the music sort of swell. And then the like, oh, my gosh, just the rush of nostalgia of remembering the screen going black and hearing them all just fighting, uh, just audio, and you're just like, oh my god, dude, this is like a Ninja Turtles movie. Little they made you. a movie! <laughs> like, it's so awesome, dude. It's Little so did you know, you were like, wow, that's such a cool way to introduce the characters. Meanwhile, the director's like, we have $3 left to finish this movie. How do we do it? Just break the light bulb, we'll do it all yeah. in ADR. Uh, when the cops come, they find April sitting next to her tied-up assailants. Raph watches from the sewers as she discovers his missing weapon. And then he goes, oh, man. And he says about 14 more times. Then we get the best. (laughs) Oh, God. Hey, bro. Why are you screaming on the roof? (laughs) Go go to bed. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Uh, And then, Andy, we get the best theme song. The early 1990 had to offer. I don't know why. I love this fucking theme song. Oh, I fucking love it. I love like, it, the dude. The score of this movie when it's not the fucking carnival bullshit is fantastic. And and Andy, I didn't want to interrupt you earlier, but the the carnival bullshit was another thing of them trying to lessen the violence. Yeah, lighten the mood. Like it was literally like that was that was not the director's call. Like yeah, this is it to this be more is fun and cool. This is definitely one of those movies you cannot blame it on the director because if you got yanked from the project, that makes a lot of sense. This smacks of producers coming in and trying to make this way more marketable and way more like and and just. just completely screwing it up which happens time and time again so i'd love to see the director's cut of this i wish they put that out but you know they never will no money in that anyway the boys return home to report back to splinter uh and they say all the things you hope they would say and then splinter tells them never to stray away from the shadows and then they always have to disappear without a trace and then he looks at raf and then raf's like and then he freaks out and then for some reason, sounds like Vinnie Barbarita. I lost Masai, but I could get it back. I could get it back. <laughs> and he's like, no, it doesn't. Who cares? It doesn't matter. I could get it back. Anyway. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. I could get my side back. It's, it's going to so be okay. Bizarre. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing ever, man. <laughs> he's 15 oh, years old. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh God. Anyway, uh, Splinter continues his lesson, but Mikey orders pizza in the background. He says, "One day I will be gone. Use my teachings wisely." And you're like, "Oh no, is Splinter gonna die in this?" No, actually, he's gonna come back and beat Shredder for you. That's cool. Instead, 
he advises them to meditate, but instead Mikey and Donnie put on tequila and they sing the words ninjutsu instead of tequila. And that one got a laugh out of me for sure when I was a kid. And I'm not going to lie to him. So funny. I laughed at it yesterday when I watched it. Okay, can, we just, can we just be clear here? Is Andy the only one that hated this? Because I fucking loved it too. I loved it. <laughs> look, look, look. I don't, I don't hate that they did it. I hate that it went directly into it. Like, you got to have some lead time of like, it's time to meditate. I'm your master. And maybe show, you know, Leo kind of like doing his thing and then show Raph. And then, like, yeah, you, were, where's Donnie? Where's Michelangelo? Right. And then you hear the music hit or something. Camera like, pans you know, over. It can't just be immediately but into it. Like, that that, that takes just time. Like... <laughs> uh, Raf dresses in a trench coat so he can go to a movie. Uh, Donnie and I Mikey. Have so many questions about this. I wrote yeah. notes about this section. Yeah, go for it. Because I had questions, and which they ended up answering later. But I was like, in this cinematic TMNT universe, are there just giant turtles walking around everywhere and this is normal? No. Like, no one, I don't, I guess that's just the thing is I don't understand New York and just their Joey, acceptance just... of not, <laughs> of like not giving a fuck about anything that's now going this, around them. This comparison a lot less severe, right? But it's people not recognizing that Clark Kent and Superman. It's that sort of thing. If you have a it's trench not, coat on, if you put on He's a, not wearing a, shoes. You just have you giant put, turtle if you put on a If you put on a baseball hat with glasses, we don't know you're Captain America, Steve Rogers. Exactly. That's all it takes, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Donnie and Mikey wait for a pizza man who is late, so they get three bucks off. And I love this scene, but it always gives me anxiety when they turn the fucking pizza upside down and slide it through the grate. I'm like, that toppings are gone on this thing now. Now they're just That's mashed they against the top table of the box. For. They, they, I, you know, they, they probably got like four yep. of those little tables. That's it, Kevin. Kevin, you and I both know those tables can only do so much. They can, they can only, only do so do much. So You're much. right. You're right. Uh, Raph, I, I love this whole scene. I wish there was more of that kind of humor in it too. But the guy's like, wait, I couldn't find the place. <laughs> He's like, where the hell's three B and a half or whatever it is? Red hair, dude. Uh, let's see. Raph leaves the but movie. Also, Critters, it's a load of bang. shit. We saw him pull up. It wasn't like he was walking around for five exactly. minutes. Exactly. He's a looking liar. for the place. Man. Liar. Yeah. But they didn't tip him, which I is, no. you know, tip no, your, your, your drivers. Tip your drivers, guys. No, dude, he was late. He was late. You get nothing. He was How like are they supposed three to learn? Minutes. He was three minutes to they late. The Take man. the three minutes off, but then be like, hey, here's a twofer. That's for you. That's for no, you. No, but the 10 bucks is for the pizza, right? Yeah. Like the t- yeah. Or the 10 bucks is for him anyway, because the pizza should be free. No, the pizza, if it was late, it was $3, $3 off. off. Oh, I thought it was just free. Yeah. It, it's funny because like, I don't ever remember. I know this is like, I feel like this is a trope of the 80s where pizza delivery services would do like 30 minutes or less or if it's not it's it's free but i don't ever remember actually being able to take advantage of that and we ordered a lot of pizza in the scorpion oh, i did that I'm in the late sure. 2000s early was, like hour, was that a real thing early aughts yeah but it was like, so an like hour, if it was right? just an hour late it was free yeah wow that's cool i don't remember that i uh, love the line though the the wise man say i forget exactly what it is but like Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for pizza. For late pizza. (laughs) For late pizza. I I fucking love it. It's good. Uh, Raph leaves the movie Critters, and eventually no – and then to Joey's point, nobody in New York – Gives either sees or gives a shit that he's clearly a giant turtle. Uh, then he stops some purse snatchers and they head into the park. So Casey Jones uh, can make nothing but hockey puns in this scene. And here's here's such an interesting. So I know they they wanted to get the main cast in the first movie, right? Casey Jones obviously a staple of the show. April and Neil staple of the show, but. Why does Casey Jones need to be in this movie? Is it just so that they don't have to broach the topic of any sort of potential? 
romance between April and a, tur- and a giant turtle. Is that why? Doesn't stop them. No, it doesn't. Because the giant turtles, teenage turtle, it's yeah, problematic um, from yeah. any way you look at it. And well, they they're, you know, really shy away from I, it. Yeah, they don't shy away from it at all. But so that's why that was so weird. Because I was like, you don't need Casey Jones doesn't need to be in this movie. In fact, he gets Nick, in the way Nick, of the plot. Nick, who yeah. else is going to be the scapegoat to, you know, destroy evidence of a corpse landing in a in a trash compactor? Like nobody else is going to do that. Good the point. Not thinking about that. the corpse landing. Turtles are too pure for that. I'm not thinking the right way. Yeah. I'm not thinking the right way. I'm sorry. No, I'm that's not the big. I, I'm with you in the sense that, like, not only should he have not been in this movie, but him being in the movie makes it worse because it's just there's there's even more characters that aren't getting development. And yeah, like we watch this movie and Gia, this is Gia's introduction to the Ninja Turtles, by the way. No fucking clue before going into this about anything. And it's like I was worried. I'm like, how are they? How's the origin story going to go? And this movie does what it does. Whatever. No, it explains story. it the way that it makes sense, which is, yeah, there was some fucking right. reason down there fucking mutant turtles. Like, that's but all that's... you need to know. But you know what it doesn't explain? Why there's this guy that uses sports things to fight in the streets. He's <laughs> like, what what the fuck? It's like, there's like somehow that's more unbelievable and random than these fucking Ninja Turtles. Cause at least they got some type of origin story with splinter. Casey's just a fucking dude. But like a wackadoo out here. He's, ju- he's just a vigilante, right? A vigilante. Yeah, he's just a, he's just oh, a vigilante. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's New yeah, York, he's just right? just a vigilante. Listen, New York being <laughs> overwhelmed. themed vigilante. <laughs> overwhelmed by criminal ninjas, okay? And you got to just, you got to use what you got at your disposal. Casey looked around and said, I am a hockey coach, a peewee hockey coach. Uh, I have hockey gear. I'm going to throw it on. And yes, I will tell you this. Yes, kudos to them. For committing to the Casey Jones over-exaggerated hockey mask that he wears in I just one scene. So no, he wears one. twice, two scenes. Does he put it, it back on? Am- no, it's twice. It's twice. <laughs> yeah, it, lo- it looks amazing. Um, so cool. But yeah, look, backstory for Casey Jones right here. Yeah. He was going to be in the NHL, but he tore his shoulder. He doesn't really tell you why he tore his shoulder and got hurt. He was going to be a pro but it's because he was he's trying like to stop one a mug- throwaway line, right? He was trying to stop it? a mugging or whatever. And this, no, he's I'm just making like making it up joke. right now. Yeah, oh. making, yeah, making it up. He was they trying do, to they do talk about, about it, but they talk in vague terms. Yeah, yeah, very, very vague terms. But like that would make all of this cooler. That's why he's a vigilante. He does it because he tried to st- like, oh, I should be pro, but might as well fight crime because I learned I'm, I'm pretty decent at it. it. Did tear my my labrum. Is your labrum in your shoulder, by the way? Uh, I don't. I don't Kevin? know. I don't think so. I science, have science, science with Kev. I ain't never heard labrum? of no labrum. Oh, okay. Let me look it up. Uh, oh, it is your shoulder. You're right. I'm is, sorry. It is you yeah. Labrum, shoulder. Wow. Wow. Huge stuff. Is Andy a vigilante? <laughs> Andy, did you play hockey? Uh, so, Tim, this is it. brings up a very interesting point that we're going to talk about later. But, you know, we'll just bring it up now because I feel like we need to. Your big problem is Casey Jones's backstory, not the fact that they decided to retcon Splinter's backstory for absolutely no reason and take him from being a human being that gets turned into a rat to a pet rat that learned ninjutsu by watching someone else do it from his cage. Going to be honest with you, Nick? I kind of prefer it. Yep. Oh my God! Damn, I was You're gonna, out Tim. of your gourd. You're Tim, out of your I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say this makes a lot more sense to me, personally. Like, because like, I feel like if I turned I into a rat, I would be trying to turn into a human again, and he never did in the cartoon. He was content being a rat. There were a couple of episodes where, where they had a solution, and he was all excited. But like, 
That would be the only thing I was wor- would be working for. You know? I want to yeah. be human again. It's just so weird to me that they they need it. They changed that because it really makes no sense and and is very odd. And then they have the scene where the rat puppet gets thrown at someone's face. And that is even more odd. This episode is brought to you by Kind of Funny Reactions. It's our show that we do weekly, sometimes multiple times a week, covering, reviewing, recapping, reacting to the latest in movie and TV. Whether it's a movie trailer, a new episode of Star Wars The Bad Batch, which episode one and two right now, we have our thoughts over there. If you want any of the MCU shows, Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, all that stuff, it's there. We were doing some movies like The Mitchells versus The Machines, which is out on Netflix now. And you can catch our thoughts on Kind of Funny Reactions, a show you can get on youtube.com slash kind of funny or podcast services. Search for Kind of Funny Reactions. Please subscribe. Please leave good reviews. Please thumbs up, five stars, all the good stuff. 10 out of 10. It's all good stuff that helps us a lot, the algorithms and whatnot. Uh, but Kind of Funny Reactions is something that we want to grow and we want to, to push further. And the more people watching and listening, the more things we'll react to. That's just kind of how it works. Uh, we've been doing the Bad Batch for Star Wars. I'm not sure if we're going to do it weekly. Uh, if the reaction is there, we will. So if that sounds like something you're into, please check it out. Um, but we're hoping to do a lot more reviews and stuff going forward. So please subscribe to that. Um, or if you YouTube's more your thing. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Kind of funny reactions. It's a damn good time. Now, no, I mean, not to go down too much of a rabbit hole here, but like what made sense about what you think or what you remember his origin story being? So I, what what I remember re- it being. What I remember his origin story being is that he was a human. Shredder was his friend. They fought over the love of this woman. And that turned them away. And then he got hit by the ooze and melded with the rat and became a giant rat thing. At the same time, the turtles were hit by the ooze and grew up. And so he was able to train them because he was a trained ninja with 30 years of experience who was teaching other people and could teach these people. So to me, it makes that makes sense as a person who's like, you know, taking martial arts. I'm like, all right, yeah, this guy's got training. He could train you to do it. But in this one, they're like, I watched (laughs) from my cage. By the way, rats. I'm a don't, rat. Don't no, live I'm that not a long. mutant rat. I'm not a mutant rat. I'm just a rat. So I have the ability as a rat. I'm just a rat. I'm just Anybody rat. can cook, guys. So I'm a, I'm a rat with a rat brain. And by the way, rat brains, yeah, you can train rats, right? Kevin, can you train a rat to do some stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, can you train a rat to throw a fucking high kick perfectly? Perfect I form? Think so. I don't I think, think so. See, I don't oh. think you can get a rat to retain uh, that level of information I, from somewhere as complex as a martial art. Here's the remember thing that always bothered me in the cartoon show. The turtles become human like mixtures because they're near a human, but the human becomes a rat, even though he's with turtles near the turtles more often than the he's with rats around. It doesn't, it doesn't. They're very clear about the way the mutagen works. But we're gonna see it. We maybe we'll see it later. Maybe we'll see someone part human, part rat, part turtle. Part turtle is what you're saying. I I mean, I don't think we. I I don't think we needed the rat. Is what I'm saying. He could have just turned part turtle. We'll see about that, Kev. And that would have been fine. Like now, canonical origin is that he was just a rat. (laughs) (laughs) The 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 cartoon changed that. Yeah. yeah, in the comics. And, yeah. In all that the, makes more in sense. All the good comic stories. I mean, that yeah. makes sense because if they're turtles that get bigger and become human-like and he's a rat that gets bigger and becomes human-like, that makes sense. But I just – it breaks my brain how this rat had the capability of learning no, this art of ninjutsu. Thing, 
my favorite in thing English. Is, is that Nick Nick is so focused on the ninjutsu aspect <laughs> of it, which is just my favorite. In, that is like, such here's a the Nick thing. thing. Here's like, the Nick's thing. Nick's in the 80s, here's... scared of lasers, scared of quicksand, scared of all that Quick stuff. And, and there children. is a respect that you need to have for the yep, teachings. That's the thing. That's respect, the thing. Bro. <laughs> He's like, I know how hard it is to be Nick, a trained right warrior, you, and I know that a rat can't do it by casually watching. <laughs> and, like, I mean, I'm just saying, you guys are like all those people online. Selling me on this, I don't know about the rest you're like, of you. You're like all those people online that like watch videos of how to fight. But like, I could fight. I could fight right now. I know how to fight. Yeah, I saw this, someone this, throw a punch one time on TikTok. Anyway, I digress. Rat. Yeah, it'd be like a rat watching golf and being like, I learned how to play golf as a rat, but I'm a rat. And how am I standing on my hind legs? But yeah. you don't know. Maybe the mutagen made him smart. Like at least in, in Ratatouille, he was watching the show and like doing the lessons with Gusto, 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 Gusto. But also, that's like you know, that's the the animals. The animals have personalities in that movie, so that's yeah, whatever. different that's rat a, logic. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Remy could kick Splinter's ass. Anyway, All I'm I move saying on. is like the rat that crossed by April O'Neil was like learning how to become a reporter, right? Yeah, the, exactly. And They're gonna if hire him only next. Got in Channel touch six with the mutagen, it would have become a really good reporter. Just like really April great Pulitzer yeah. Prize winning. Um, yeah. I will say this: I just talked a lot of shit about Casey Jones being in this, but the my favorite line in this whole movie is based on the fact that they're fighting and he pulls out a Jose Canseco bat and Ralph goes, yeah. oh, Jose Canseco bat? Tell me you didn't pay money for this. And, and I was and like, I bet Dave Andy Jones laughed doesn't at that. Like that. No. He's a big Jose Canseco fan. Andy, were you a Jose Canseco fan back in the day? Or did no, you even know about no. baseball when you were... Oh, no, <laughs> but the, I mean, the big... Jose Canseco is most famously known for... All of this steroid stuff happening, right? right? Like we mm-hmm. don't, we didn't know. It was him and Mark McGuire, right? We knew they did, but it was him for blowing it wide open. He's the one who like kind of told on everybody, and he's also famous for a baseball bouncing off of his head and becoming a home run. Which is Whoa. that sucks. Look up that clip. Look up that clip whenever you have free time. He's running towards the outfield. He's trying to catch a ball. The ball. <laughs> He misses his glove, hits his head, and bounces over the fence for a home run. And it's that's just one of the best sucks. moments in sports. So Jose can say go the one that's... Oh. And rode a Is... horse. Damn. In San Francisco? At my, yeah, at my elementary school, around the kickball. <laughs> didn't know there would be a follow-up. <laughs> he rode a horse. I didn't know there would be a follow-up statement. <laughs> I don't know why there was context. Like, what the fuck? Why'd that happen? Like, the fire department was there. Was that's, like, was trying to go you horse. know why? That's totally someone who's like, <laughs> I'm going to get a promotion for this. I feel like he needs to. And then they're like, but everyone starts getting in with their opinions. Like, should he ride a horse? Should he gallop? No, he can't gallop. There's kids here. What if he just, we have the square. What if he just stayed within the square? And then it was like, you know, Rule by committee. Yeah, no, hold on. Real, sorry, the last thing I want to say about this is it was Jose Canseco on a horse with the policeman walking next to the horse. <laughs> like, oh, walking so the it's horse, like, like the pony leash. thing at like a country fair. Yeah. He's not actually <laughs> riding. Was on it. <laughs> Which makes it even funnier. Uh, is Jose Canseco the one that's trying to find Bigfoot currently? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Jose Canseco famously got in. Um, he's trying to find Bigfoot, and um, the Dan Lebetard show was going to put up a lot of money because he's charging a lot of money. To, you can go with him, right? To team up with him and film Hilarious. it. Hilarious. And he was charging like several hundred thousand dollars, or something like wild, maybe not hundreds of thousands or whatever, but that uh i think espn was gonna okay it and then they realized no this is like there's a lot of liabilities (laughs) there's a lot of like problems with going into a forest with jose canseco uh 
Because apparently he knows where Bigfoot is and he can show you where it is. You just need to pay for it. Yeah. Oh, Guys, this has been a can fucking we awesome the one. Jose Canseco also tweeted out uh, that his um, he, he's the guy who is, his finger fell off at a poker tournament. Um, what? His. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is true. His, uh, he had finger surgery or some shit um, and it wasn't fully healed and he was at a poker tournament and it it fell off again or something like that something wild like this guy what the fuck? Who is this he's, man? he's one of the most interesting like also just terrible people because i think he just like says and does really awful things uh but the more quirky funny side of him he's he's a he's a gold mine on twitter like you follow him on twitter he's either talking shit about somebody or saying like i saw a ufo yesterday contact me if you need me like he he's he's all over the place. He's really really funny. Uh, May tenth, twenty twenty. Jose Canseco tweets, "What is the guy have to do to get Jose more Canseco. followers around here? Shoot his finger off or something? Just he knows what his target audience is. Clearly, Did he shoot his yeah, on off? May 9th, He tweeted, "Happy Mother's Day to everyone." And I told you, Alex and J Lo would not make it because Alex is a mother. Blink. <laughs> Damn, oh call it Alex. Alex Rodriguez out. All right, so back to the plot. Thank He's you. He's also for... telling people to come visit him at a car wash show. Good for I him. I don't. Good for him. I like. Um. Him. <laughs> uh. Oh, here we are. So, uh, they fight, and then Casey gets the better of him and knocks him into the trash can, and then uh, they go chasing after each other. And as Raph chases after him, he jumps over the hood of a car of a taxi, and the driver goes, "What the heck was that?" And then the taxi driver, without missing a beat, goes, "Looks sort of like a big turtle in a trench coat." You go to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> That's a great, great moment. Uh, Just zero fucks this, given on that one. This, this is another moment where, like, I don't know why, but for some reason, this I was forever scarred about getting stuck in a trash can that way. Oh yeah, thought, it's so scary. I've thought about a life can't a get lot out through my life. Yeah, because you're just stuck. Like, how do you get out of that? You're situation? stuck. You can't. Yeah. Someone has to either come get you or you die. Those are your two choices. Yeah. Yep. Or a rat eats you. Oh uh, Raph returns home to find Splinter. Splinter. Splinter gives him a lesson on inner peace. But Raph is still having trouble channeling his anger. Turned inward, it is an uncontrollable enemy. As you face it, do not forget your brothers and, and do not forget me, is what he says. The next morning, April, uh, April's producer, Charlie, excuse me, Charles, comes over to check in on her. He brought his delinquent son, Danny, too, uh, who is the kid that from the beginning that uh, was stealing wallets. And guess what? He's still doing it. So he robs April blind for that $20. Uh, the turtles watch her on TV while she interviews the chief of police about the Foot Clan. And while uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, while the turtles love her, the shredder wants her silenced. Uh, April gets chewed out by the chief of police and heads down to the subway, but she misses the last car when she turns around. The Foot Clan is right there in front of her. Uh, to, and uh, they get there to shut her up, and she asks if she's late on her Sony payments again. And I'm like, wow, th- we this is a, this is one of those lines. Because they're that, ninjas uh, from Japan. <laughs> it's just racist. Boggling. It's so unnatural. Isn't that where ninjas are from? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but, like, they're uh, not from China. Definitely, Let's put it this way. Definitely, it's definitely one of those lines that people wouldn't write now. I don't think sure. that. I don't I think mean, that would be included in today, is it? I thought it was just a topical. We wouldn't get it because back then maybe there were just you had payments for weird shit like that. Like, well, I you did. You would have paid. You would have had like layaway plans for like a Sony TV because they probably were expensive back then. But I do mm-hmm. think that she was drawing sort of some stereotype conclusions here. That uh, oh, oh really? Shit. I thought it was just like yeah. product product placement. You know, this is like. 
not a no, funny think, line. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, uh, this is one of the few, the handful of lines in here that I don't think aged very well. But uh, let's see. The foot, uh, she takes out Raph's side to defend herself, but they smack it on her hand and then they knock and her honestly, out. And honestly, a really d- <laughs> pathetic attempt at. Yeah, she was like, I don't know how this works and it's heavy. So just please hit this out of my hand so I don't have to carry it anymore. <laughs> and it just gets hit out. Uh, let's see. But then, of course, Raph steps in and beats their asses. He takes April back to their lair, uh, but is followed un- un- unknowingly by one of the foot clan. Uh, April wakes up and naturally freaks out and she thinks she's dreaming. Splinter tells April their story. He's like, you're not dreaming. Here's the story. I was the pet of Master Yoshi and learned all of his moves by watching him. Even though, yes, I was only a (laughs) three-month-old rat with the intellect of a rat. But yeah, I could figure out martial arts. Anyone can cook. Anyone could cook. Uh, Let's see. He came to New York and found the little turtles crawling in the ooze. And then he gathered them up and started training them as they grew up and started talking. And their first word was? Radical. Pizza. Pizza. Oh, pizza, that's right. Pizza. And then he named them after the masters in painting, uh, which I put in there because I don't think he says that. It's interesting because he tells this story twice, and the next time it's got a lot more detail. I'm like, why don't you, why don't you just tell the whole story now? Yeah, it was very <laughs> weird. Like, I feel like this should have been, like, the kind of full origin story bit, but well, yeah. whatever. Uh, they take April back to her apartment. Uh, which happens to be above her old, her parents, or I guess her family's antique store. And she offers them some frozen pizza as sort of a courtesy. And they immediately jump on it and they invite themselves in. Uh, but they all become very fast friends. April laughs at Donnie's impressions and Leo excuses them uh, so they can have to get home because it's getting late. They return to find the place ransacked and Splinter missing. And Raph does so not upsetting. take it well. Uh, so they head back to April, seeing no other recourse. She opens the door and asks, what's wrong? And Leo responds, Splinter. <laughs> Why'd they go with that? She's take, like, you know? what, what about Why'd it? They go with that take? It's one of those, you know, it's hilarious. If, if you have a Mount Rushmore, this is there along with Morph. Morph. <laughs> we gotta, like, we gotta make a Mount Rushmore of just like the single just word terrible readings that are not terrible great. line readings. I agree, Andy. <laughs> oh, God, Charles and Danny come over the next day to take April off the case and the turtles hide immediately. I like the scene. I like how every time they turn around, like turtles actually use their ninja powers and abilities to kind of ghost on things. Danny sees, uh, I think Donatello underneath the, the table when he turns around, he's not there being replaced instead by a panda bear, a stuffed panda bear. And then we get the, the gag in the shower where maybe it is Donatello, Leo like jumps up and they can't see him and stuff like that. I think it's um, really fun too. And that stuff's cool. I like, I like that stuff. Uh, and then uh, let's see. Danny, excuse me, then later, uh, as they're driving the car, Charles reads Danny the Riot Act, so the kid just splits to Foot Clan HQ, where, I'm not going to lie, Kevin, this fucking party is popping Yeah, it looks fun, dude. looks fun. Kids Ooh. are smoking stogies and skateboarding without pads. It's insane. Stogie. It's ridiculous. Andy from Kind of Funny. Well, I'd like a, let's run a poll here. Um, do we think this party looks cooler Ooh, than the fun. party like in Batman Forever, oh. where everything's neon, where everybody has neon paint, and they're oh yeah, they also cool. yes. are maybe skateboarding. this party is way, way more heroin at this that party. One, that way one more looks heroin. cooler, but people weren't doing heroin. This party, yeah. they're this openly doing heroin. Dude, I yeah. disagree. No, I, I feel like I like e- the neon paint party. I feel better. like every thank uh, you. So like, I feel like everybody well, at the Batman right. Forever party yeah. or Batman and Robin, whatever. I think it was Batman and Robin actually. It was Batman. Yeah, it was one with George Clooney, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, like all the Poison Ivy crew. Yeah, yeah, Poison, Poison Ivy. Crew. 
That, oh, no, he's talking about, no, no, you're talking about the, the, the gangs, the gang that's yeah. in the black light. Yeah. Yeah, the black yeah, no, light. There's way more, you're right, Andy. There's way more heroin at that part. There's so many <laughs> hard so drugs. So much heroin. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, feel like like, yeah. I feel like yeah, everybody's on hallucinogens at that They're party, on Molly. So. Yeah, they're rolling. Very yeah. dangerous, but also very cool looking. With this party, this party reminds me a lot of like the mid '90s parties I would go to when I was 14, 15, where everyone was smoking cigarettes because we thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of flannel, a lot of denim being worn, like big denim mm-hmm. pants, and people were just really experimenting with weed and like alcohol. Yeah, a lot of Jinko jeans, a lot of, yeah. and people were just like, "Nick, this is how you do a windmill," and I'd try it and I'd throw oh. it back out, but I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> God, and someday Andy, I thought you, you were going to say, down. "What's cooler, this or the party in Free Willy?" Because they're the same fucking party. Oh, I like, have seen Free this, Willy in ages. Free Willy starts the same thing. A bunch of teenagers in this underground thing just skating around, doing drugs and shit. Way too much going on. Tim, I'm I so, would love I'm it so tired of you were... bringing Free Willy into this. Stop bringing Free Willy. <laughs> I, I, I would love it if they were just using the same shots, similar to how uh, Jungle Book and Winnie the Pooh have the, like, the same reanimation <laughs> or whatever. It's like, oh, it's the same party. They just reuse those assets. Now, to be super on the nose with this, this scene of the kids' parties, all the TVs are playing the scene from Pinocchio, which is random that Pinocchio's coming up again in this, but the cartoon yeah. Pinocchio of them when they go to the Jackass Island or whatever the fuck, where all the kids mm, scary. are, are there. Scary I, I don't remember scene. the plot of Pinocchio that well, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that. I'm like, yeah, we got it. We know. Um, one of the kids is playing the game, the arcade game Narc, which kind of always scared me when I was a kid. I wrote that in here. I don't know why. I never wanted to play. I was like, that's a scary game. I got a good What is it? It's just what like a, it's like a, what's the perspective, Tim? Like the TMNT perspective, like top, top not top down, oh, but like, like two a and a half D. It's like a brawler. Yeah, like a brawler, but I think we were like, Beat up. Scroller, yeah. But what's scary uh, about I, it? It just was about, <laughs> not, like, okay, it was serious. You let's go on a walk. I remember this game, and then I remember seeing the movie with Jennifer Jason Lee. There was a movie called Narc, I think where they go undercover and they get horribly addicted to drugs. And for some reason, I totally associate these two things together in my brain. It could happen to you. Yeah. I don't even think that movie was called Narc. I think it was called something else. Oh, fuck. How did I know that the story was going to end there? Yeah. You started. You start talking about this fucking movie. I'm like, so fuck. it wasn't even about the game. It's about a movie. I'm like, what are the chances it's not even the right movie? Yeah. Are you talking about Rush? Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Thanks, Jeff. Damn, that's so bitch. Yeah, that was scary. I love you so much. Yeah, Narc was about that. Yeah, Rush, Narc. They're both about drugs, narcotics. Scary guys. Anyway, a very young Sam Rockwell shows two new recruits around, and apparently it's Keith Ulrich is in the scene somewhere, and then someone gets their ass kicked by Tatsu, and then Tatsu teaches the sparring class, and Shredder shows up in a very, very, very dramatic fashion, and boy, is his entire outfit shiny. Tim, this is one area where I feel like the movie excels over the cartoon, simply because you can't show that level of metallic glint in an 80s cartoon. We just didn't have the technology back then. This dude is wearing a blouse that I swear to God be Arthur War in every episode of the Golden Girls. It is so stunning. True. He's got the shoulder pads going on. And I love this because he walks in and everyone's like, holy shit, it's Shredder. And then Tatsu's like, fucking pay some respect to Shredder. And then walks over to him and has to curl up his cape over his little <laughs> shoulder blades. And meanwhile, do you think, Tim, do you think he whispers? He's like, it, it's it's a scene that I really it's don't so understand. So they're dumb. having keeping in the movie. I understand just that they're like, okay, there's show, some costume show issues. Out. 
just have him show up at the shoulder blades. Like, what the actual fuck? What a weird decision. <laughs> what, what? Not a single person watches that and doesn't think about it. And that's what a movie shouldn't make you do, is stop <laughs> right. and think about it. Man, what you're hitting that fucking nail right on the head. One I was like, I wow, will... this is just so going. It was like a comically badly long yeah. scene. Like, this is something you'd see in S- an SNL skit or something like that. Andy. I do want to point out that uh, James Saito, who played Shredder, has had a long career. He's been in a lot of He's stuff great. since then. He was in Altered Carbon on Netflix. Oh. Um, he was in Broad City for an episode. He's in so, Pearl Harbor. Like, yeah, shout out to him for like still working in 2021. Oh, yeah, this dude's been like, in tons of shit. Still has stuff coming up. But I, what I will say though is, oh, he was going to look like that. We, we needed to cast a Shredder that wasn't five seven one sixty. You know, like someone maybe more physically imposing. You could tell that it's Shredder is for guys. Come on, yeah. You could tell that the the you know that purple sort of a blouse was really loose fitting. <laughs> the shoulder blades were doing a <laughs> lot of work. Stop calling it a blouse. It's what it was. You could tell that it was like somebody kind of you know of a smaller stature in that suit and yep. it just and it looked weird and i'll tell you why it looked even weirder near the final scenes because we see the full body shot and the helmet's so big it's <laughs> the helmet, so the helmet is gigantic big. and maybe just maybe we need like big boots on him or something like to just add more i don't know he, he, you could tell he's like a fit fucking dude he was probably like shredded uh, no pun intended uh, you could tell oh. he was like a ripped mm-hmm. built guy but um not a whole lot of muscle mass. He probably weighed like maybe 140, 150. It's just, he didn't look too physically imposing. I will no, say that. No, definitely not. I think you're but right. But part man. two, Joey. Oh, no spoilers. Yeah. No spoilers, Joe. No spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. Hey. Oh, and the Michael Bay one. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, the Michael Bay one. No spoilers. One. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shredder initiates one of the kids into the Foot Clan by giving him the Dragon Dolgy and then tells them about a new enemy, the Turtles. Splinter listens as he uh, sits chained up in the back and as Danny steps forward to rat out April. Uh, the turtles watch April on TV and crush hard on her as she tells the world about the Foot Clan, which has ties to an ancient uh, clan of uh, ninja in Japan. April thanks Raph for saving her, gives him a little personal thank, on, thank you on air, and then the boys, of course, tease him because they're jealous. Uh, Leo and Raph fight while Donnie and Mike eat pork rinds. Uh, Raph heads through. They fight, of course, because uh, Raph wants to go find Splinter and he's like, you're not our leader. And this is always kind of a point of contention, I think, in the in the cartoon as well. Uh, April, uh, let's see, Raph heads to the roof to punch Dance out his rage and Casey just happens to live three roofs over. So, of course, he sees this and like, what the literal, why is this guy everywhere? So why is this giant turtle? At this point, Andy, do you think Casey's like, I gotta stop eating mushrooms? I'm seeing this <laughs> fucking guy everywhere. This is... Um... This is just one of the funniest scenes, uh, and a lot of it is due to the voiced efforts mm-hmm. of Raph when he's out on the roof. It's a great word. Doing the punching, great doing word. the kicking, and efforts. you just hear like the, uh, 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 damn, like you just hear him like like doing, like making sounds, and it really reminds me of, obviously we think of um, uh, Patrick Swayze scene, no, 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 Kevin Bacon. And Footloose. Footloose. Doing, yeah. the, doing yeah. the Footloose, like uh, fight yeah, dancing, you know, sense. getting mad. But I mean, mm-hmm. I think of Hot Rod. I yeah. think of going when they make the fun floor. of it. He punched dance. Like I go punch punch dance out my rage. Yeah, That's what I he think, says. I think of the Hot Rod parody of that, and it's just it's so funny okay. to see him up there. And then when we get Casey's perspective, I think they reuse the same 
shot because he's like doing the same cartwheel like who does a yeah. cartwheel when you're mad <laughs> like, it's, just the, it's, it's a the great way to throw your body thing. around it's the funniest thing but also right? what was casey doing on that roof was he like waxing his his hockey stick what the yeah, fuck was preparing, he doing up there for yeah, yeah, vigilantism. Yeah. where does casey live does casey live in his van like what what does the guy do for a living he what does his day consist of does he have he would have been a hockey player oh no april had the van that's right yeah right so he doesn't have anything also, is April, is this news station like legit? Because they're like, you got to get rid of that old jalopy van that you were, your news van. And I'm like, didn't you give her the news van? Isn't that a company car? <laughs> are Ooh. you supposed to provide yeah. a replacement Are you doing that? Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, uh, let's see. Raph heads up to the roof. Uh, the clan, the foot clan sneaks up on him. April gives the rest of the guys a tour of the antique shop while Raph gets his ass handed to him upstairs. Uh, he does well at first. And then, of course, as more people come in, they get the shit out of him. Uh, when they head back downstairs. Here. Great joke here where he's kicking the shit out of him and he's like, how are you guys like supposed to beat me? Or like, he says, how are you guys supposed to be? No. I, but like the response is fucking 30 more people come and he's yeah. like, that's a good answer. That's a yeah. good, good answer. answer. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. I don't know why. I just, I just remember the scene being so much more desperate and hopeless. Well, it'd like, be his ass. I wanted this point. to be like so much more dark than what it was. And for some reason in my head, it also took place at night. Yeah. But then maybe I mixed that in my mind with the final night scene on the roof. Mm. Either way, this just didn't seem as dark and uh, dreary as, as uh, you know, the, the old memory, my old brain had it. Unfortunately. Let's talk in a couple movies, Andy, because I think you might be mixing something. You might be mixing something up. In the 2007 uh, one. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, okay, definitely okay. Not. When they head back to upstairs, uh, the clan throws Wrath through the skylight and attack the rest of the turtles. And then uh, we got a banger line here from, I think, uh, Don or Mikey who says, wow, I thought insurance salesmen were pushy. And it's like, you, uh. your, your brother just got thrown through a window. Like, all right. Uh, <laughs> then a foot clan takes out some nunchucks and mikey says ah a fellow chucker eh and i loved this scene when i was a kid i loved it joey because they have a nunchuck off and uh i like the part where mikey spins and even though i know i'm like you know as a, as a kevin as a martial artist i i understand you can't do this okay but we're taking some artistic licenses with the art of ninjutsu and i respect that right i like that uh, that's the artistic license and not that it's like you know, a rat, a rat can't it. learn ninjutsu it just can't do it uh the fight pops off and is full of quips just as you expect it and uh this is a fun scene for me uh foot clan dude breaks in with like 30 somebody was like can you call fred because i think fred brought the axes did fred bring the axes fred and then fred walks in he's i'm sorry guys i was supposed to bring these 20 minutes ago did you guys need axes he brought 40 fucking axes and they start hacking at everyone with these axes it's odd uh, of course, they hack through the floor and then more Foot Clan jump through and then everyone just falls through uh, down into the bottom area. And who's waiting for them there? Tatsu and more Foot Clan. Uh, the turtles get overwhelmed. So in comes Casey Jones with all of his hockey stuff to help out. And the whole place goes up in flames. Uh, they end up uh, escaping down a, a, a hidden passage and drive away in April's van as Danny watches her shop go up in flames and realizes, man, I am headed down a dark path. Too bad. The parties are really fun, and God bless those free cigarettes, because even back in 1990, those things were expensive. Shredder beats Splinter for information, but the old rat won't talk. Tatsu is so pissed, he goes over and apparently murders one of the students. I didn't realize that, uh, but just murders his ass. So, question here. What information did Splinter want? Or, I mean, Splinter Shredder wanted... 
so Shredder was like, hey, you fight like my old master. Who are these turtles? What's going on? Where are they at? Who, who, why are they so powerful? That's, I, think, I think that's what he wanted. All right. Unless I'm mistaken. And it wasn't his no, master. I think right. it was his like contemporary. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, was, I'm, 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 I'm at Splinter's old master. But yeah. Yes. Because technically. But that just seems like a weird a thing to withhold. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to tell you. Up. Well, because I don't think Splinter realized who Shredder I don't think Splinter realized who Shredder was at this nah, point. Splinter did, definitely did because he knew the, the emblem, the foot clan. Just the foot right, clan. right, right, right. Yeah. That's right. So I guess it was uh, self preservation, right? Because if he told to him, imagine. I'm that mouse that scratched your face and I'm human size, <laughs> Shredder just probably get just a, Yeah, probably right that through the like, eyeballs. <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Splinter. A little, little unhinge at the end. Little unhinge at the end. We'll get who's to Splinter? Get to him. No, yeah. Shredder. Just oh. like didn't look, didn't didn't perform like a leader. Act like you've no. been there. You know, he yeah. just didn't look like he. Uh, you don't ever want to get tilted. It's like in the NBA, Nick. When let's say you're playing against Kobe Bryant, and I'm Kobe Bryant you. has a lot of technical fouls, right? Okay. No, you know what? Let's go with uh, the guy from the Golden State Warriors. I forget his name. Curry. He's always he's always uh, getting technical Clay fouls. Clay no, the the other one, the other one, that's the guy. No, not Kevin Durant. He's not Giovanni Rubisi. Anyway, a lot, lot of technical fouls. And what happens, uh, Tim, is whenever a player has technical fouls, you try to you try to get at him so he gets yeah. another technical. So he gets one more. And you try to get him more or whatever because if you get him again, he'll miss a full game. And mm. so it's like I feel like Shredder, like you got to be a little bit cooler under the pressure, you know? Like this isn't I'm your first rodeo. This isn't it's the true. first person you've ever fought. Why are you like getting? You're rushing at a dude with a fucking spear. Well, I guess it is a rat. So what would you expect? You know? <laughs> uh, Splinter lends Danny a friendly ear as Casey, April, and the gang take refuge in April's old farmhouse. Draymond uh, Green, by the way, Draymond Green. Sorry, Draymond mm. Green. Perfect. Casey tells her she's fired, so she doesn't have to worry about going back to work the next day. And she's like, "You couldn't have broken that to me better." And he's like, "Dude, the, f- the place is on fire. I'm doing the best I can here. Okay, all I have is all I have are my birds and my hockey sticks." Um, and I think that we're supposed to. This is the first scene where we're supposed to feel like they have chemistry, but I really don't feel it. April takes a moment to have an inner monologue which is the first time this movie's done that while she draws pictures of all the turtles coping mechanisms. Uh, Donnie and Casey, she, she draws Donnie and Casey becoming best buds while Leo keeps a constant vigil over Raph who they decided to put in a bathtub instead of a comfortable bed. So apparently they could water him like a dying plant. Face down. That yeah, doesn't seem comfortable. Death. Yeah. I mean, it's a turtle's got to breathe, right? I have it looks like this. his shoulder was going to pop out of socket. Like, yeah. just like at the angle it was. Like, I, I have recently learned that turtles do absorb a lot of their liquid uh, through their skin. Oh, so I guess that's, they were keeping him hydrated. Boris. Yeah. yeah I mean, they were like, Boris. they were literally like pouring water over his face. So I assumed that's what the whole point of it was. But maybe fill the tub up a little bit more. Uh, Casey and April fight more uh, as Raph wakes up. Of course, Leo is very sorry. He apologizes for telling Raph they didn't need him and the two make up. Uh, then all four turtles train so they can go fight, uh, find Splinter. Raph just takes a moment from training uh, just to get some more of that energy out by what, Tim? Going up to the top of the house and screaming Splinter's name, which accomplishes absolutely nothing. Except Splinter! Nick, so you've awkward. never done this. You've never done this. You've never gone yeah. to the sunroof. Oh, no. Kevin, I've been... When I was a kid, I've been hammered on Jack Daniels, smoking cigarettes in my front lawn with my brother's friends. And yes, once or twice I have yelled in the entire neighborhood okay. Splinter. Right. I've yelled yeah. that out. So you have to remember, yeah. these are teenagers that are upset. 
Yeah, you know? we don't know. I don't know. I didn't know how to express myself. I just thought it was hilarious. We also used to take uh, those big, big, big uh, Christmas lights. We'd un- unscrew them and just throw them up in the air because they'd make a popping sound when they landed on the street. <laughs> That's the kind of stupid shit you do in Riverside, California in the 90s. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I just, I, I just wanted to play this really, really fast just to kind of uh, just just in, in memory right here. This this is the voice line that gets me every time. Get a grip, will you? Listen, Raph. Oh. Uh, to be okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, Leo. I can't get to it. God damn it. I can't fast forward. It's what's just a guy got to do to get some food? Get some food around here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, and like I don't know, so Grandpa. Let me go to... find you some well, he's food. Old it is now. weird. Come on. Don't make me make he excuses is. for this movie. He is. It's I love just it so, so much. Funny. <laughs> just the delivery. One of my favorite deliveries, though is earlier when they're watching the cartoons of like the rabbit, whatever. And it's like, what are you doing? Then she kicked the damn rabbit. I yeah. Like, <laughs> I love it. It's so stupid. But that's what made it cool is like the fact that they said, damn, that's what made like the Ninja Turtles yeah. kind of edgy, you know? Yeah. So true. Uh, Shredder contemplates the ghost of his past while the boys train hard for the upcoming fight. Casey uses Leo's katana blade to chop some carrots and gives April a very aggressive back rub. Uh, Mikey comes in. I- yeah, uh, I do Joe. love this part when he pulls out the turtle wax. I don't know yeah. why it made me laugh, but it did. And I just feel like I have a very low bar for comedy, probably. <laughs> uh, Joey, you spent a lot of time with me. Wait, uh, one, time, Leo. One, time. One, one time right here is another great one. It's not working. Yeah, it's oh, not coming through for some reason. It's not coming through the gate for some reason. Oh, God dang. Uh, Mikey makes the joke about that, and then Leo goes out to meditate on how to find Splinter, who apparently is psychically connected to the leader of this gang. Uh, Leo makes them all meditate by the fire, and the ghost, the spirit, the, the Jedi spirit ghost of Splinter appears in front of them. I guess the word I was looking for, Kevin, was Force Ghost. Force Ghost. Force Ghost. Yeah. ghost yeah. Yeah. No, was the word it. I was we, looking we for when I wrote all that stuff. Uh, in front of them to tell them they finished their final lesson. Listen, now y'all have mastered the force. You can go about your business and always remember the true force that binds you, love. And then he says goodbye to them and they all cry because apparently he's dead. Casey and April finally start to get along and Casey opens about, about his hockey career and then the turtles tell them all it's time to go and they stand really cool and heroic like and the sun's in the background and you're like, okay, they're going to go wreck some shit. Uh, Casey gets a rude awakening when they head into the sewers where they find Danny hiding in a closet. Uh, Danny takes one of April's drawings when, uh, while Donnie and Mikey mourn the loss of a perfectly good pizza. Uh, Casey decides to sleep in his truck above because he uh, he's a claustrophobic or which he very much misinterprets to be another one of those moments that didn't age very well in this. No, yeah. Where they're like, yeah, uh, where they're like, no, 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 you're nah, it's not even worth getting into. But uh, Danny heads back to talk to Splinter, who tells him the story of how his master contemplated or competed uh, with someone named Oroku Saki. Over the love of a woman, but rather than see Yoshi, his master, fight, she convinced him to move to America. But Saki followed them and killed both of them, breaking Splinter's cage in the process. So Splinter, doing what all incredibly intelligent, highly aware, and now apparently Tim, according to you, trained ninja rats would do, and jumps up and bites a motherfucker in the face. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Kev? No, I I agreed. I was like, yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. If total you go sense. after, you know, if you were a rat. And someone killed your master, who you respected, Nick, because exactly. he was teaching you 
exactly. by accident karate. By accident. Mm-hmm. You would definitely attack and claw the motherfucker's 100%. face. percent God, I gotta if, fucking be more aware of what karate I'm doing around certain beings of creatures. <laughs> Can you imagine when that? You if you, hey, hey, real talk, Nick, I'm so happy that you grew up in the time you did because, I mean, it obviously just made you who you are. Oh, but, yeah, like, well. we don't get karate movies now. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we don't. Like, we don't get ninja movies now. No. Not like this. No. no. We, the, you had Karate Kid. You had three ninjas. You I had, had surf ninjas. You yeah. had Beverly Hills ninja. You had so yeah. many goddamn All ninjas. ninjas. It's ninja All the ninjas. Turtles, ninja fucking rats. Oh, my God. Any place you're from, any activity you could do, there was a ninja that could go along with it. It was perfect in the 80s and 90s. Uh, let's see. Nobody knows what Orokusaku what happened to Oroku Saki, but Danny is wearing his symbol on his brow. So uh, Splinter's yeah, pretty sure cool that the Shredder cool is Oroku Saki. Uh, Casey sneaks into the compound dressed as one of the foot soldiers while Danny renounces his membership, but Shredder catches him dropping his bandana or his headband uh, and finds, he's like, you're hiding something. Danny's like, I'm not hiding anything. And then Shredder very slowly reaches toward Danny's rear and Danny's like, whoa, what is, what are we doing here? He said and then he pulls out the picture. Clubs. He pulls out the drawing of uh, that that uh, April made of Leo waiting, and then Splinter turns around and says, "They're back. There will be no mistake this time. I go myself, and the rat kill it." Uh, Danny runs in Casey and convinces him to help rescue Splinter because they're going to kill him. While the Foot Clan uh, Foot Clan heads into the sewers, but when they get there, the turtles have a trap ready for them, and that trap is boiling hot steam that burns their faces off and probably kills them. Tonight we dine on turtle soup. A line they didn't say in this, but I really fucking wish they did. Because <laughs> that would a really classic cool. Shredder line from the cartoon, and I love it. Uh, I also really appreciate how quickly like some character flips just happen here, where it's like, okay, cool, we get it. Casey's on the side. This kid, Danny, like this is kind of around the moment he becomes Dan, correct? Like emotionally, maybe not. <laughs> emotionally, like, yeah. I would say this is the Dan moment, yes. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like it, the, all the things that he's done so far are kind of just like, you're just a little fucking prick, and it's like you didn't need to, to cause all this problem. And now all of a sudden you kind of regret it. And it's solved so quickly by essentially him and Casey bonding, him becoming, evolving into Dan. Uh, and then, then them just being like, split, he's going to kill Splinter. <laughs> As if that line <laughs> means anything to necessarily oh, to Casey. It's Casey's like, like who so the much hell context. Are you well, there's about? also Splinter. Like, oh, the giant rat. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> there's also the moment where it's so true. like, Casey. And it's like, I, I didn't uh, know you knew his name. Like, yeah. you, you, <laughs> yeah. you, there was a point where he no. does ask Casey, who are you? Like, wh- and what do you, like, sort of, why are you here? What are you doing here or whatever? But I wasn't expecting, like, just so quickly. There, I'm sure there's some missed scenes, you know, some deleted scenes like you were Definitely. mentioning earlier. But for him to just be like, Casey, you're here. Like, thank God. I fucking love you, man. Because <laughs> like, so I'd be like this. If I were Casey and I saw that thing, I'd be like, mm-hmm. what is it? What is that thing? <laughs> Should we kill it? Like, Do we kill this, this thing? Like we have to kill this thing, this right? Because probably the bad guy, right? Like there's yeah, there's there's like six billion rats or something like that in New York alone, and if they all start getting this big, we're gonna have a very serious problem. So we should take this thing out of the gene pool right now. Uh, let's see. Well, more Foot Clan show up, and Casey and Danny save Splinter, but Tatsu has other plans. The turtles kick ass and april helps out from the rafters uh casey gets smart with tatsu so the ninja smacks him around a little bit but thankfully casey finds a good old-fashioned golf club and tees off on tatsu while sam rockwell and the boys watch um and then he has a great banger line andy i bet you gotta laugh at this one where he looks at the golf club he says i'll never call golf a dull game again oh such a good line who could forget (laughs) what a great line Uh, this entire character is just 
Sports, like sports puns. <laughs> sports puns. Uh, Splinter tells them all. He turns to the group of kids and tells them all the Shredder has been using them. He's been poisoning their minds. And then Sam tells them that they're family. But Casey calls bullshit, and the wool is finally pulled, uh, lifted from their eyes. We gotta and fight the Foot Clan. Do they call them the Foot Clan? F U T out of side of America or what? Like, oh my god, uh, that guys, would be a great line. Balls, you know, it's just <laughs> another Casey Jones. I, Throw that in there. Perfect. I do Perfect. feel like that flip uh, would have made a lot more sense had uh, the uh, second in command had m- murdered the kid. Because it kind of is uh, just like, they're really going to treat you like that? Like, you know, they're really treating you like family? And it's kind of like, it seems like it. But all right. You know what I mean? He just kind of flips yeah. for no reason. And it, that yeah. death, like, would have meant a lot more to that scene specifically. Well, I think we got it. I mean, I think they saw their friend get his ass kicked and get knocked out. I think that was traumatic enough for them to at least question, like, what what, what is happening with the morality of this club that we're in? Yes, we are stealing and robbing people, but, like, there has to be a limit here. And to Sam Rockwell's credit, you know, he dances really well in other movies. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. The Foot Clan retreats to the roof as the turtles crush them with their shells. And then they, they practice a bunch of lines and they land on, well, it was a shell of a good hit, Tim. Uh, someone tries to take Donnie's head off and then he pops it back into his shell. And then when he pops it back oh, up, man. kicks their ass and then screams, God, I love being a turtle. Hell yeah. <laughs> and they finally run out of Foot Clan soldiers to fight. So guess who steps in? The man himself, Mr. Shredder and we're on to the final boss battle. Uh, Raph takes him on first and gets his ass handed to him and then one by one the boys go in and they get their asses handed to them. And Only then they one have to, gets a hit in. Leonardo. Of course he is. He's the leader. Um, and then they regroup and say any thoughts? And I forget who says it but one of the turtles says I, don't, I think maybe it was Raph or Leo. I only have one thought. This guy knows where Splinter is and they all go after him and that's a hype moment for me. And they attack and the music gets really serious and you're like wow it's a different movie. And then Casey kills two men with a garbage truck downstairs. And everyone's like, Casey, back it off like 10%, bro, bro. This is not, this is not what we're you trying to do to today. This. Yeah, you don't have to Touch be murdered for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Shredder gets the better of Leo and makes the rest of the guys um, throw down their weapons. But the same thing, and things start looking real, real dire until Splinter shows up and straight throws Shredder off the roof and into the garbage truck below. I love the dummy that he that is like the way the body looks when it flies over it really just reminds you of that cat one woman. movie uh, uh cat woman too oh my god yeah mm-hmm. but it just it looks it's so clearly a dummy it's like that one na- uh wilderness movie where the the person like knocks the jaguar off a cliff and it cuts to like the cliff and then it just shows like a little just shitty spinning way too fast <laughs> a shitty version of like a doll like Benji. you can tell yeah, I mean, yeah, I believe it is Benji. Yeah, uh, that's it's hilarious. So funny looking, dude. Uh, and then Casey, Casey accidentally on purpose triggers the garbage compactor, and Shredder dies mm. a very slow, painful, stinky death. Uh, the cops finally show up along with Charles and the crew and the news crew and Danny gives April her money back that he stole from her. Uh, Charles and Danny, Danny reunite, and now it's just Dan. Okay, and the dad goes, oh, Dan. <laughs> and then they hug. I love it. No, but I love the cops going, hey, so hey, what's going on here? We need some explanations. And then Sam Rockwell's like, you want to check out this warehouse over on this street? And they're like, okay, no more questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, all right, not I, guess you you go. I guess you could go. Yeah. No yeah, more questions. Certain. That's all we got. Yeah, hold on, uh, hold on. I have something, but I need to find where I put it. The, the street in the warehouse, they say, check out the East Warehouse over on Lairdman Island. 
Eastman, oh, Eastman and Laird. Are that's the cool. Creators of the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Like that's that. cool. That's and one fun. one of them had a cameo uh, in this. I think it was Eastman. Mm. They were still funny uh, April, at this time. I have to imagine. Mm. I have to imagine this was probably the impetus of some of their arguments. I think uh, it was the cartoon. Doesn't matter. Keep was going. it? Might have been the cartoon. Uh, April. Yeah, probably. Uh, April negotiates a corner office and a higher salary to come back to the story. Um, then, of course, the scene Which, where Sam like, Rockwell points the cops. She got a lot. Hell yeah, she also, got a lot. Dude, she's the only one that knows the truth. Like, like, do you want to work there? Like, they're clearly corrupt. Like, they were strong. Uh, what is it? Strong armed by the cops to drop this story and fire you. The classic news boss nah. thing, though. I can't is tell it, you how many times it? Fran was like, Nick, we got to take you off that story to uh, 50 Cent Blood in the Sand. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking Cabo <laughs> San Lucas if I got to pay for myself there, but I'm still going to expense we that meal. We can't have you reporting on the Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby-Doo fucking DS. <laughs> God damn oh, it, Fred. Oh, the kind of funny lore. I'll never forget that. You gotta go back out and get Scooby-Doo on the off-screen footage of Scooby-Doo on the DS. Me and fucking Tyson are like, nobody fucking cares. They don't need to see footage of Scooby-Doo on the DS. It's not gonna be the hot title of 2008, bro. Uh, I love Fran. I'm playing Warzone with them later. Anyway, Charles and Danny reunite. Yeah, we got that. Sam Rockwell points the cops to the warehouse where all the stolen goods are and then immediately gets shanked for snitching. Uh, Casey and April April finally make out, and I think these two were horribly miscast in this movie. Yeah. Uh, And then the turtles watch from above and cheer them on. Mikey scores the kiss a 9.95, which is not unlike the score to this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, which is sitting at a fan score of 81. Bet you didn't know that, Tim. Master of trivia. Then the boys try to figure out the correct phrase to end the movie with. And once again, Splinter has to come in to save the day. He says, I've always liked Cowabunga. And then everyone goes, Cowabunga. And then as if it wasn't enough, they cut back to Splinter and he says, I made a funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then we roll the credits so and good. we get T U R T L E power with that vocoder voice. I, there is nothing more <laughs> 1990 than the credits to this fucking thing. Like, oh my the, God. Lo- it's like, I love that. It's them telling the plot of the entire movie kind of describing the characters, but yep. getting a lot of them wrong with wrong. the lyrics. Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't feel it hits like, on it, everything. Yeah. It is your standard. <laughs> we have, He's a hell of a fellow. It's like, yeah. okay, I guess those aren't lines <laughs> in it, but they could we, be. <laughs> we have, we, this is the, Tim, you didn't understand because you were, you were too young to understand yeah, the 90s. In the 90s, they uh, gave you 35 minutes to write and record these songs. And I'm pretty sure, was it MC Hammer that made this? I'm pretty sure it's MC Hammer. Whoever the musical artist was, sounds like he was recording it like in his own kitchen. It doesn't, there's like, the vocals are super dry. <laughs> it's just like super bad. But man. We're about to get the best song ever created in Secret of the Ooze, so y'all better shut your mouth. Shut your damn mouth, everybody. Just, Give me one sec. Mouth. Give me one sec. I, I think hmm. it is Partners in Crime that oh, did yeah. it. Uh, MC Hammer does other songs on the soundtrack for both mm. this and the second one. But the beat for this shit is hard as fuck to this day. I'm almost like, right I don't now. know what the hell it samples, but it is. It's I'm going to listen to it right now. I'm going to it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sending it. Just for, to you guys, just to listen to whatever you want. But Andy, hit the theme song for that haiku and review. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haikus, haikus in review. Haiku in review. Splendor! 
That was great. Damn, that I, don't, was I awesome. just watched this movie and I don't remember it lasting that long. <laughs> it's, long. it's long. Also, you Andy, really happy to have you back. Doing all the music, really stressful. They made me do it for Pixar. It was not great. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. You can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your, your review in haiku form, just like Zade Wilson did, who for some reason wrote Tootin' Mean Edge Needle Teetles. <laughs> The man on the bottom right laughing is the one who loved Balls of Fury. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, so, uh, just, just childish humor gets me. Uh, I love it. <sighs> Zane Wilson says Shredder is badass. Freaking love those spikes, but man, goes out like a punk. Yeah. He really fucking does. He really does. Although they don't set him up to be that cool either, but what? Not really. Miscellaneous writes in, of course, with the plot in haiku. They break up a fight. Turtles slip off in the night, fucking out of sight. Now the boys are shook in a cage. Splinter is put, taken by the foot. After clan attack, tucked a ghost of giant rat. It's time to go back. Splinter saved the day. Ultimate price, Shredder paid. Turtle power. Yay. There we go, man. There All right. Tasty. Go for it, Andy. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everybody? And Cowabunga. Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys here for TMNT in review. Uh, I guess top on the list, we'll just put Shredder and the Foot Clan. Does that sound about right for everyone? Yeah. Number one. Right on. There you go. Number one. We'll see if Shredder comes back for the second one. And I honestly can't remember. Put Sam Rockwell yeah. in there, too. No, Sam now, Rockwell's talk, a good guy. Justin Hammer. To talk about it a little more, I, I, it's pretty damn low tier. Like, I think that they really did a bad job of setting Shredder up to be this big villain. Like, they just literally just kind of have him. They don't even really say he's the leader. He's just there, so you're clearly like, all right, I guess they respect him. But not only does he not do anything cool, he dies like a punk, isn't interesting at all. Shout the fuck out, though, to his outfit. I love the blouse. Oh, I love man. the coloring of it. He I love how it's more of like a maroon. Dude, here's what I need. I need somebody to put the Shredder helmet and the Shredder shoulder pads and the bracers and whatever else, knee pads, whatever else accessories he had on Selena Quintanilla, the Latina music star. When she's in that purple dress, Joey knows exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, because yeah, it's like they're stuff, very, yeah. very similar kind of purple vibes, very kind of mm -hmm. almost glittery and shiny in some in yeah. certain ways. I need to see that Photoshop. I might just do it myself, but um, <laughs> please yeah. do. Please do. Uh, well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, top of the list, Shredder and the Foot Clan and those amazing shoulder pads. There it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, uh ranking it obviously it's number one <laughs> and we'll we'll see how that goes uh as we go on next week we are doing ninja turtles 2 the secret of the ooze which i will say i imagine is going to be a back to the future situation for me where growing up number two clearly my favorite number two was the shit and it was kind of just more 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 which is why i liked it mm -hmm. but similar to mm -hmm. back to the future 2 where it's like I loved that one as a kid, but going back, it's like, oh, this is Oof, as good as not I as good. remember. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So no, I, I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a beautiful disaster. I think yeah. I'm going to. It's going to probably. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what m movie series it was recently where I knew this. Oh, Karate Kid, where I was like, part one, fantastic. Part three, fantastic because it's so terrible, you know? 
but part two, I wasn't expecting it to be that way. So I mm-hmm. just thought it was a disappointment. Yeah. I think part two, I'm expecting a beautiful disaster. I'm expecting to love it because it's going to be a shit show uh, with all mm-hmm. the musical ensembles. And yeah, it's going to be a blast. I, I have like a very vivid uh, memory of the the first like five minutes. And yeah. I'm very curious scene. to see. Yeah. To see yeah. how like it's perfect. That, Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, we all wanted to be him. Like we yeah. all wanted to be that kid who becomes friends with the turtles. Like that's yeah. the coolest shit ever, dude. Wasn't oh, it Ernie Reyes Jr. or no? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. Well, well, we're getting way too into this. Yeah, no, 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 wait. Next week we're returning with that, and also Pixar in review carries on with Cars too. So it's gonna be a fun week. It's gonna be a fun week of watching stuff and talking about it. Uh, but highway. until then, go Ninja, go Ninja, go.